that's the future. If it's a tiny pond and you're a big fish, that's when you evolve. Yeah, that, that's ah, uh, yeah, that's when you that's, grow legs and become that, an elephant. Yeah, that's my deep philosophical wisdom for for the pre-show. Uh, is yeah, <laughs> the the smaller the pond, the bigger you are as a fish. Oddly, yeah. Admittedly, the less important you are, but the it's more chance you are that you lose gills. Yeah. What? <laughs> Hello, oh, welcome to the <laughs> Asia Sigma Monday show uh, from the Honest War Gamer. With me, one of your hosts, Rob. I'm joined by Mr. Nathan Prescott. Hello, Nathan. Sorry, champion Nathan Prescott. Hello, Nathan. Hello, hello. Good evening. How uh, you doing? Great, thank you. Uh, my you favorite fixed the camera. Uh, it's not that fixed, but it will no. do for now. I'll oh, fix it later. Shit. I know. Mine sucks as well. Yours. At this point, though, you developed a real style with yours. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Like yours looks oh, great, dear. and I like the way that you resist any any opportunity to upgrade. I, I've been <laughs> I've been sat on a webcam for every time you come, I'm like, take this webcam, and you're like, oh, I don't think I need it, um, which <laughs> is I true. Mean, it, it made it into a bag, and then I just forgot the bag. So yeah, you know, I it should was really... so close. <laughs> and then there was that period where, where his headphones were held together with tape as well. Yeah, so like kind of this one is flapping around. It's not really attached to my head. Uh, thank you to uh, right. We're joined by Nathan. So Nathan, uh, hello, bonjour, and good evening. James Powell joins us from the board gaming convention. From, from uh, that is his lounge. That is his lounge. Uh, it is now, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're joined by Mr. Dan. I didn't work on Muppets Christmas Carol unsupervised. <sighs> I terrible. Yeah, I, I didn't. That was I. I think I was a child, so it would be weird if they made me work on it, uh, given you know slavery laws and things like that. Mm-hmm. Well, soon they'll be gone, so that'll be fine. Uh, right. Yeah. So uh... the children or the slavery laws? <laughs> no, what, what are you referencing? Both. Both. <laughs> both. Uh, hello, uh, everyone in the chat. We are obviously filmed live in front of a studio audience. So if you are one of the Twitch chat, hello, hello. Thank you to all the resubs like Stabgrot Plus, Elven Painter, and Dapper Society. Uh, if you are listening to back as a podcast, thanks for staying hydrated. And if you're one of the people who watch this video, a video back, whether or not it be on YouTube or on Twitch, thanks for doing so. Uh, and a shout out to all of the people who watch this via Twitter videos, uh, a new medium that we're not on. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so you're gonna so really struggle. How, yeah, so but however you managed it, like credit to you because yeah. you shouldn't have been able yeah, to. Yeah, well done. But life finds a way, and you gold bloomed. So good job, time, video users. Do you remember that that time we uploaded a clip on uh, Pornhub? That was amazing. That was an amazing time. I forgot that we did that. That was great. I just just remembered. <laughs> Is it still there though? Just a flash in my brain. I was like, oh yeah, remember when we did that? That was great. Is it still there though? It's, it might still be there. I think it's. I and think how many ti- views does it have? I think the title is "Man Gets Fucked by Sanesh uh, or Dice." <laughs> Man gets fucked by Dice, but you'd have to be careful, James. Um, <laughs> right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Uh, it's a fun, it's a fun show today. Fun show today. Uh, everyone in here has got some updates. Nathan's been at a tournament and has become a again a double back to back rainy world champion. Uh, James has got all of the hot news and information from Board Games Expo. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan, Dan can't tell us what he's been doing, but I can't wait for the update anyway. Uh, and and I really good again though, for for the record. I don't dye my beard. It just comes in darker. There are a lovely few little grey wispies going on in there. So, uh, Jog PLC, 
and whoever was calling me just for men, Dan, uh, it's, it's, it's not accurate. It's not accurate. If I were to dye my beard, it's going to end up like blue and green or something ridiculous <laughs> like that. And it'll be for charity, not because I feel like I would look better with a blue beard. Is it attached? Anyway. How do you attach it? And you attach what? The beard. Yeah, the, how do you attach the beard? Yeah, how did you attach it? Yeah, how do you what? attach it? I don't understand <laughs> the question. Neither. Neither. Uh, never mind. Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, right, so, uh, hello everyone. Welcome to the show. Thanks for joining us. Nathan, uh, we'll start with you. We'll do a round robin. Obviously, uh, we know we've got a lot more coming from you in a bit, but uh, how have you been? You done any painting? What's been going on? Yes, I painted a Wurgog prophet, slap chop. Uh, Moru, mm-hmm. Moru, uh, which uh, I think I sent to you. Maybe I should put it. You did. On... You did send yeah. it to me. Are you going to put a picture on on on, on Twitter? On yeah, twitter.com.co.uk mm-hmm. slash org. <laughs> uh, yeah, and uh, started painting a. Oh, what are they called? Uh, a uh, slogoth, a mice okay. crawler slogoth. Yeah. A marsh crawler slogoth. So, yeah. uh, what did you? So you painted a wergog. Wergog, yeah. Uh, are you planning on running the six wergog list? No, I'm just going to run one, maybe. <laughs> uh, kind of, kind of uh, looking at some big wireless since I was since I've been playing the Iron Jaws for a bit. Um, so yeah, I wanted to. I was looking at the big wireless because I like the idea of the traditional. Old orcs and goblins, so you can have orcs and goblins in a list. Fantastic. So I'll do that, maybe. <laughs> You're looking yes. at what? Sorry. Big guar. Yeah. You can do do the old orc and goblin thing. Because I've got like little goblin spear chuckers as my kill bows. And you obviously got slitters and marsh crawlers and stuff. Got and then I'll probably ally in some spider riders and stuff like that. And then you've got your marshy Orcs and your big metally black orc dudes, uh, angels, yeah, and yeah. even a bone splitter now, and even a bone, yeah, even some bone splitters, mm. uh, even some bone splitters. Okay, good. Uh, mm. So you've done the wergog, and next is the marsh crawler. Yeah. Okay, that's that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. Uh, how did you paint yeah, your wergog? Out of interest. Slap chop. Slap chop. <laughs> Slap chop. chop. <laughs> did you get the diamond? Paint now. What did you say, James? Sorry? Is it the only way you paint now, Nathan? Yeah. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> no, ish. ish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's obviously uh, modified slightly for my hands, but yeah, it works fine. It's great. Okay. Good. Is it because your hands are too violent? Like they want to ball <laughs> up into fists? It's like every time you go to slap, you're like, Dah! just like That's... punch the shit out of your mole. You're like, I need to find a more violent way to do this. <laughs> Well, I've done the slap now. Where's my chopper? Where's no, it? it's um, <laughs> uh, no, it's uh, obviously I don't have all the contrast paints, so sometimes I just um, uh, dilute the normal paints until they almost like they like that transparency that that the contrast paints do. It was, seems to work quite well. I've got some also. Actually, I've got uh, some Vallejo Air. Or Vallejo air things, whatever. Vallejo. What's what's the pronunciation? Vallejo. Yeah. Vallejo. 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 It's Vallejo. Vallejo. 
Valajo. Uh, yeah, Valajo. Unless, you, unless, unless you're from France, in which case it's fuck off. Our French paints are better. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> but that that would be in French, though, wouldn't it? Like, yeah, I think so. I I think that would be yeah yeah. That's how it, that's how they'd say it, and none of us would care. Cool. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but they're like super high pigment, very uh, runny sort of paint. So they're almost like contrast paints anyway. So some of those I'll just use straight or with a a, a few drips of water. They're perfect for slap chop. Uh, they are perfect. Uh, what else is perfect is Insomniac painting in the chat, donating a thousand bits. May Ooh. you may you live long and prosper many. Cold Traps, uh, huge love to you for resubscribing and gout. Thank you. Well, Nath, please do put some pictures online so people can see them because I think people will be excited about potentially seeing Nathan Prescott with a 100%, 100% painted miniature. Yeah, yeah. Not a... army, just miniature, right? Not, uh, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, at this point, I think he's teased the entire community enough because he's always working on an army, but the problem is the army is 8,000 models big. So, <laughs> yeah. Is that all? I feel like bigger. I feel like yeah, bigger. Yeah, I mean, my, my uh, orcs and goblins, my Gloomspot army is probably, what did you say, 100% of a painted army? It's probably about 450% of a painted army at the moment <laughs> and growing. You've never, you've so accelerated. If we go back to a video from three months ago, and I'm like, how no, no. are you doing? You're like, oh, I've 43% done on one spider rider. And now yeah, you're at 450% of a whole army. Yeah, I mean, yeah. He actually went back and just stripped and repainted the same unit five to six times. Okay, the we... rest of the army is still grey plastic, but that one unit has been painted 400 times. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, nice. Right, okay, good. Nathan, I'm glad you painted. James, you weren't here last week. Yeah, I wasn't. I think what? I... Uh, oh, the and week before, as we've learned, no one was here. And as we've learned from the downvotes from last week, uh, without James, the show goes to shit. So uh, <laughs> That's why I'm here. <laughs> yeah, that's, see? That's true. right. Someone needs to carry this team. No yeah. voice of reason. It yeah. all goes wrong. <laughs> so uh, how have you been? What have you been up to? Uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. Uh, I think last week I had the busiest week I've had since COVID existed. Okay. Uh, so I, I saw, uh, one, two, three, I think 16 bands in a week. Oh, wow. wow. 16 bands in one week. Were you at a festival? Yeah. Two gigs, one festival. Slam dunk. Uh, Yeah. So I did uh, a Monday night. So last Monday I wasn't here. James, did you see the gossip that happened with Dance Gavin Dance this week? No. Oh, my God. Lead singer done a wrong one and got called out on Reddit. He had to be like, do the big apology video. And now he's taking time off from the band to, nice. to get therapy. Classic pop punk screamo. Anyway, sorry, Nathan mm-hmm. and Dan for that. Uh, James, continue. Carry on. Uh, yeah. No, yeah, so on Monday last week, I wasn't here because I went to see, uh, what did I learn he was? The father of shock rock. Alice Cooper. You saw Alice Cooper? Oh, what? So Alice Cooper. Oh, awesome. In Birmingham. He's um, alive. It, yeah. Wow. He shows tamer than probably 90% of the conversations I have with Nathan. But other than that, <laughs> pretty great. Not really, not really a shock, a shock rock character anymore. No, not really. It was cool. It was cool. It's like a big old stage show. He got a giant castle. That was fun. So I did that. We did that on Monday night, me and Meg. Then yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, 
Did normality. the castle have a dungeon? Uh, maybe. It had a coffin, uh, oh. some dead bodies, a catapult that shot glitter into the audience, a giant baby that ran round. Do you think uh, we should have more tournaments with glitter cannons? Yes or no? Yeah. Quick straw poll. Catapults. <laughs> glitter catapults. Dan, yes or no? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I think more things being fired at the players in general while they compete. We already discussed last week the tournament that I want to put on, featuring like <laughs> Takeshi's Castle level of, of competition. So uh, in that, I would have cannons, like some of them full of foam and then some of them full of like just, I don't know, like police grade beanbag, you know, shot. So yeah, as you're running to the table, like sometimes you get hit and it looks really dramatic because like you're blasting through foam and sometimes you get hit uh, and, and like it's a criminal offense. So like I'm I'm ready for both. Okay, good. And Nathan, obviously you're super into glitter cannons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why don't you put some of the contestants in the cannon and shoot them around the place? <gasps> you get nice. fired to your table you need, you and whatever need... table you land at is where you play. You need a massive cannon, is what I'm going to say. Like, <laughs> it's, like, honestly, the majority of those, like, people cannons are really just, like, pneumatic, like, like, like no. slingshots. Like, they kind of just go, like, stoop and, like, fire and then, like, fling you at it. Again, I'm super fine with this. Most of that, most of those cannons have got, like, some hairless twink, the size of James. Yeah, they weigh about four foot, like, nothing. Or that's not, you can't weigh four foot, but you know what I mean. And, uh, and you know, uh, so I don't think it would really, we would need something else. Uh, I'm not sure what it would be, but it, it would be. Sorry, Intercontinental James. ballistic missile. Carry on. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> you, you program in and then you just see this player go like. James, just a quick thing, because you you missed yeah. this from last week. Have you uh, have you ever had have you like so you know orange juice? Yep. You've and you've had apple juice. <laughs> yeah. Right. Have you had multivitamins? What in a juice? No, just that's the flavour of the juice. Multivitamins. N- uh, no. Fucking, you're not a European, obviously. Obviously. Yeah, obviously. Anyway, sorry, you were saying about bands, James. Uh, yeah, so I went to see Alice Cooper. I went to see Alice Cooper on Monday, so I wasn't here. Okay. Then Tuesday, Wednesday, some normality. Then Thursday, thanks to old Liz, uh, got, a, got a free day off. Uh, Are we so... going to talk about the carriage thing? I d- didn't watch any of it. I was busy. There was... Did, did any of you three... So James, no. Dan, Nathan, did you see the carriage, the golden carriage? The golden what? When was this? Thursday. Okay. So no, it was no, on I Sunday. The carriage. Sunday. Oh no. no. Yeah. Okay. Was, so just know. just a quick one. So the queen, uh, who's old as old as well as anything, yeah, um, couldn't ride in the carriage made of pure gold uh, nice. because it's a bit too rickety for her ancient brittle bones. Yeah. Uh, but they did wheel out this carriage made entirely of gold. Uh, to trundle down the promenade while being waved on by people who I assume are illiterate. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then inside the carriage, you're like, well, who the fuck was in the carriage if the queen can't be in? They projected a hologram of the original queen inside the carriage in some sort of 40K post kind of like irony, like... Like so, like this is like that that tower ethereal that's been dead for ages, right? Like that's what we're going with. England is run by, <laughs> yeah. Like incredible exciting, shit, though, incredible. You none wow. of you have seen this. How have you not seen this? No. 
haven't yeah. been wow, in my house for crazy. four days. I'm googling, I'm googling hologram queen right now. <laughs> hologram re- carriage get- queen. No, just hologram queen. I'm either getting Freddie Mercury or oh my god. Yeah. Wow. What yeah. age oh, was she when of... they hologrammed her? I mean, well, like when one... she was, it was the original. She, they basically hologrammed in the original <laughs> carriage ride. Does that oh, make well, sense? Oh, from from nine. 19- I like the fact that you're using the term original queen, not the queen when she was younger. Yeah, the original Once, queen when yeah. she was made not, into a Boudica. Yeah. Before all of this age <laughs> DLC was applied. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yes. Whatever. Oh, they it's. It's like I'll have to watch that. I cannot believe you've not seen this. I can't believe you have seen this. I mean, I don't have any friends. I just stay in this little box, James, forever. Yeah, I've never left. Yeah, all I'm doing is getting brigaded by French people. That's it, right? That's it. Okay. It's like I. I think maybe because I don't come from a monarchy, I don't understand it particularly well. But that's a lot of people to see a hologram. Like it's exciting, isn't it? A hologram. Modern. Mm. <laughs> you have to pay a lot of money to see like a singer be a hologram. Imagine if there was another version. You know, like on some shows where you can press a button and it changes stuff. But you got Tupac instead, instead, inside <laughs> instead. Or Jacko. Yeah? Just Michael Jackson doing Thriller in the carriage. Baby. That would be great. Yeah, I think. Um, uh, you also do come from a monarchy, Dan, but that's different. Okay, so James, that's, sorry. You so, try telling that to Australians. Yeah. You, so you bring a, you bring your people over here and see how it goes. Yeah. We'll throw yeah. our own tea party. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, you had a day off because of because of the hologram yeah, so original a, queen. Free day off for the queen. So yeah. I did go to London on the Thursday, but we didn't go to the evening. And I went to the Ovo Arena, which is just Wembley Arena, uh, and watched uh, two cellos. Yeah. Which, if you don't know, it's two cellists. They cover rock songs. That was really good. Oh. It was their last tour. Uh, and it was a lot more people than I expected. It was like 15,000 people and it sold out. That's so amazing. Busy. It was busy, awesome. but, but like incredible. Uh, then, stupidly, got in a car. I was in London. No, you're not great on geography, Rob. But I then drove to Leeds at 11 o'clock at south. night. Yep. So from south to north. That's what I said. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so it was about three hours. <laughs> Fell into a hotel, slept, got up in the morning, went to Slam Dunk north. Yep. Uh, watched, I don't know, like 10 bands, 11 bands, somewhere around there. Quite a lot. Cool. Um, and then finished there at half 10 or whatever it was got in the car drove back to birmingham slept for a few hours mm. got up and went to the uk games expo that is a lot two of days words for that's a lot of words for i didn't paint any models i that's... didn't paint any models <laughs> <laughs> uh okay i want to hear more about the G- the games expo in a bit so please so we'll come back to that in a moment yeah uh, dan dan how have you been you've been well i've, I've been very well very i've been excellent uh it's the weather has finally changed over here meaning that you can spray an undercoat models which uh i i mean like i know a lot of people uh get excited because it stops raining the sun comes out uh and they can go outside they can i don't know like enjoy the sunshine and me i'm just like 
Ah, yes. Perfect temperature to undercoat. Get out everything. So, like, all of the plastic that's been waiting months to be undercoated just en masse gets sprayed. Uh, so, it's great. I've basically been undercoating models, huffing paint, and slap chopping my little heart out. Well, uh, that's actually uh, a nice little uh, segue. Wednesday, uh, so I've started doing like my own hobby blog on like a Wednesday. Mm. So my Wednesday stream now is me me doing a hobby blog. Wednesday, I'm oh. uh, I've I'm printing out the same model like six times, and mm. I'm undercoating them all in different colours, and then I'm going to slap chop over the top oh, to see tidy. To, yeah. to see how it changes. So I'm excited by that, and yeah. prepare yourself because I'm about mm. to do I'm about to say maybe the wankiest thing I've ever said, which is a high bar, and I might, <laughs> I might undercoat it with an airbrush, as opposed to spraying it like this. I mean, this close. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting that really cool paint wave effect on it. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I might do that, but I don't know. Oh, really? I really like the support that the chat has. When I said that I might do that, um, some works. Hugh, who's lovely, said uh, uh, painting well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so anyway. Uh, no, but I, I like, honestly, I, uh, I put a little Twitter thing just of the first models I kind of tested with it um, because I usually when I paint, I'm, I would describe myself as glacially slow. Mm. Like I go through, like I undercoat and then like build up layers and shades and layers and edges and everything. And I, I like the effect, don't get me wrong, and I find it really satisfying, but it takes me so long. So I... I got out like four little test models and I sprayed them, undercoated them black. And, uh, and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to try and break that pattern. So I was like, I'm going to slap chop and I'm going to do, I'm only going to spend a grand total of 10 minutes a model. So 40 minutes. So I was like, okay, so I've got my dry brushes. I've got my everything in front of me. I'm like, let's, let's do this. So, and in, in 40 minutes, I had four models that the only thing I didn't, elements i didn't slap chop was the metal on them i gave that a, just a little touch of lead belcher mm. uh and yeah it was honestly awesome and then i really enjoyed it so i've gone back and done another six which i did in 60 minutes i did those in i think like 40 50 something minutes mm. uh and so now my plan is to take those 10 and go 10 minutes a model just for some like edge highlights and to pick out a couple of tiny little details and i'll have 10 models in two hours which i know sounds like probably a regular speed for a lot of people but for me i'm like holy crap i don't um, think i don't think yeah. that's regular like i one of the things about the hobby that I, i've come to the mm. very stark realization of recently which will be my hobby update in a moment is that mm. you're like i'll get that done tonight and you are always wrong that yeah, is not yeah. true yeah unless your night turns into not getting enough sleep and like it's it it takes longer than you think to do most of the mm. even building a box of models is like holy fuck that taking me a while um but yeah well yeah mm. so and mm. so because i was honestly i was like yeah 10 minutes a model and then i finished and i had a few minutes to spare and i'm like oh that's there we go and then the next time i did it and i because i'd kind of worked out the colors and this the order of painting them um for the layering i was like oh that was really awesome and i i went through and i did a little practice on uh, I did a little practice with uh, Scale 75 Instant Colors, Army Painter Speed Paint, and Games Workshop Contrasts um, because I was like, I want to know which of these I like the most to kind of go for with the majority of my uh, slap chop painting. Um, and so I kind of found my preferences there and, and went for it. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah, uh, just to, to echo Owen's little thing. Last week, I also built some Star Wars Legion minis. Minutes to build. Minutes. Like, ah, nuts, like, right? Like, like, I like, I took a box of minis uh, to the girlfriend's house to be like, I'm going to build this tonight. This is kind of my thing. Um, and I took them to be like, oh, I'll try and get through these tonight. And I just built them all in like 40 minutes. And I was like, <laughs> what do I do now? Like, this is, <laughs> this is so fast. Nathan, guess what, Nathan? The miniatures come clipped off the sprue. Oh, cool. Is that what those... That's, that's where those little kids have gone. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I know! And now I realise they enslaved children in China and you've ruined it for me! Oh, I was so happy! I didn't realise my Western privilege was in effect! Oh, fuck. What do we do now? Do we throw them away? No, 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 no. Uh, like just a robot. Remember uh, episode, the, the second movie of the new releases? You just need to, like, save them. I don't know, what was it? Rose and Finn went and saved all of the slave children or released some animals or some shit like that. That movie where nothing really happened, it was just the world's slowest chase scene. Am I, I, is that a clip? I don't know. You guys clip it and you decide if it is. I, I don't know if the next adventures of the Honest War game were a live stream of the liberation of the children cutting out the Star Wars figures, but maybe it is. Maybe, maybe they paid a decent is. living wage. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I think I don't actually think they're clipped from a sprue. I think all of the Legion ones are that injection molded plastic, the same as board game pieces, because they're a weird plastic. Yes, they are. You're absolutely right. Uh, a bowl full of Rice Krispies. Thanks for subscribing for the first time. I tune in to watch that. Thanks, Night Queen Ronya, the queen of our hearts. Uh, <laughs> appreciate that. Um, uh, by the way, Ronya went 5-0 again this weekend with her night haunt. Like, just, nice. just, just ludicrous. Uh, ludicrous. I, I mean, I know ghosts don't have muscles, but that is still a heavy flex. Yeah, but those just... two night haunt are... <sighs> Nathan, you played against them, right? You're going to say some stuff about it in the future. <laughs> that was a very... Nathan's usually calm, steady eyes went very wide for a second there. I don't know if people caught that on the screen. <laughs> uh, okay. Some might say he'd seen a ghost. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> right, okay. Apparently the new Legion is same as Plastic as Games Workshop. I don't know. My quick hobby update, just to kind of finish Good. off the round robin, uh, is I've 3D printed two whole armies. And I'm nice. onto a third. Um, so I I finally like zeroed in my printer settings, which is quite nice because um, they have been. Uh, I, I don't think I've had them really zeroed in properly for a year. James, having already previously had a uh, 3D printer, can attest that like it is a little bit trickier than necessarily give it credit for. Um, but I did that th it just mainly because Dan, uh, Nate, it just isn't plug and play. It isn't like oh go, and then it works. You have to like. Do a calibration test, do another calibration test, check to see if it's good and all that. And I just hadn't done it properly previously. Yeah. Um, uh, and so now I've been cooking. I've been cooking with gas, as they say. So Ooh. I've 3D printed myself a, um, a kind of like bear Kislevian army. Uh, so Kislev, cool. basically, it's not Kislev though. Sorry, it's Ursa Empire. Uh, and then I've also done this wicked, wicked, undead yet kind of like i don't know how to describe it it's kind of like a uh it's called cowden keep by best area miniatures but it's like um uh it's kind of uh a crusade style set of miniatures but kit bashed with a bunch of like dark souls elden ring 
kind of like uh, more like Polish kind of like Eastern Bloc m- mythology uh, called Cowden Keep. Um, and uh, like I, it's just been it's, it's fantastic. Like I printed it out because I'm like, this is just going to be so, so fun to like, like paint and put together. So I, I managed to get two done. So I spent uh, a portion of because uh, I've been I've rebuilt the studio over the weekend, as, as you three know. Uh, and then I spent a portion of my time like clipping it all out and get it getting off the sprues and stuff, oh, uh, yeah. which was a little bit uh, longer than I'd wanted. But it was two whole armies. I was like oh. I was like halfway through I was like halfway through the job, and I was like fuck me this is taking ages this is boring, and then I kind of got to it and I was like I've only been doing this for about two hours. And I've basically unsupported, so you supports, taking the supports off a whole army, which basically means I've built a whole army, um, yeah. like, in two hours. I was like, do you know what? It's not that bad. Like, I, I think if ever I was to have to build a box of miniatures from GW again, I I don't think that's likely, if I'm honest. Like, I think it's unlikely. Like, I, you know how Skaven are coming out soon? Someone's like, I might do loads of clan rats. And I'm like, fuck no. That would take hours, I imagine. Days? I don't know. How do this? Has anyone built the zombies? Does anyone know how long the zombies take to build? Uh, the new ones. They built the the ones from Curse City, uh, and they're like two parts. You just. Hmm. Okay. But you wouldn't want to paint them, would you? Okay, that's fine. I I don't wouldn't mind painting them. I think I think you could do some okay with washes and stuff. Like uh, like I don't. I'm not too stressed about that. Anyway, so that's where I'm at. I've now got two I have armies. Sixty clan rats. Just oh, right baby. beside me at the sorry, moment. Sorry, Dan. Uh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Thank so God sorry. for Slapchop. Thank yeah. God for Slapchop is all I can say. And I think that's spoiled you. Slapchop has spoiled you for the amount of time it takes to paint a model. Because you're like, I should be like, shabang a bang, there we go, it's done. As opposed to like sitting there and waiting for, you know. It's been so long <laughs> since I've heard shabang a bang. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I forgot I agree. that was a thing. It's uh, just a word. It's just a word. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so... it means like there you go. Hey, presto, whatever, shebang, bang, it's fine. Uh, well, so anyway, so I'm pretty excited about that because I'm trying to build up um, a resource of armies, basically, so I can play at tournaments, but also do some bat reps and stuff. So hmm. that's going to be cool. pretty key because I haven't really like, um, or like I've got my Eidneth army as well, which I played the other day. So that's fully based and ready to rock now. I've just nice. got to do some finishing touches on my Leviathan. Uh, but it's not a Leviathan. It's like a big sea monster from a 3D printer. But I think it looks quite cool. I'm really happy. My um, my Achillean king is a shark with feet and a big weapon. He looks brilliant. <laughs> like He looks the, like so way wait. better than a wanky Sorry, elf there, on a horse. There was a, there was a TV show I'm trying to remember that had like land sharks or something like that. Uh, You're talking about Sharky and George? Like they were, the yeah. they were, they were cool. Sharks. They were like, like street sharks. Street sharks. That's the Thanks, one. Sorry. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, is you. that effectively? Now I'm looking at it. Uh, uh, yeah, street sharks. Is that effectively what he is? Is your army street sharks? Uh, they are, and I'd also just like to tell Meg to fuck off. Um, that would be just uh, just for me, real quick. Uh, like, <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, no, just one of them is a street shark. Uh, I'll put a picture up soon, but I've got. Um, I've got, uh, I've got, I've got a whole army. So the whole army's done. I've got a bunch of Achillean Kings. I've got a bunch of, do you know what I haven't actually got? I haven't got a, uh, I haven't got any proxies yet for, um, no, no, no. I've, do, I've got thralls Reavers. and Reavers. I've got thralls and oh, Reavers. Okay. I've got Reavers now as well. Yeah. I just don't have any proxies for the, the Eidolons, basically. What about the Crab? 
Uh, Do you have that little crab that's a part of that one underworld, uh, set. underworld yeah. set? Yeah. Who, yeah, who I love, who got second in like the Games Workshop, like vote for your favorite miniature of the year thing. Yeah. And I'm like, you changed that. Like 100% it didn't get second. It got first and someone was like, we can't have it beat Gaskell. Like we can't, <laughs> a crab can't beat Gaskell. A crab is... that's not even got rules, really. Just, there is just, no like... way, there was no way that that even got tracked. Like, like imagine they're like, send out the, like, how will we gather the data? We're not going to gather the data. Like, it was a, it was a, 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 it was a survey. There was a survey thing you clicked through and clicked the answers for. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. That's... Do you think votes matter? Like, where are we at, Dan? <laughs> like, where are we at on how you feel about life? I, I prefer that it was tracked and they're like, great, we released Bellacore, we released Gasco, we released all these great models. And then they're like, they've, I just, I love the idea that someone's sitting there live watching it being like, sir, they they won't stop voting for the grab. They won't, surely, surely. It's just, it's the memers. They'll get bored. And it's like, they're not getting bored. They love the crab. Yes. Do do they, what was your favorite miniature? I don't know. What did you, what did you vote for? Uh, I I can't remember. It might've been, it, I, but it was a very good chance it was the crab. There's a very high chance. Of crab. <laughs> you just really it. just just there's a lot of hope around that crab. I can see that Dan. Like a lot. Yeah, I I think the only reason it didn't win is that some people will have clicked to vote for it. Uh, sorry, it was Bellacore that won, not Gasgal. Some people will have clicked to vote for it as a part of the whole Underworld's warband, and some people will have gone like other crab. Um, so it probably split the vote a little bit there. Uh, just, uh, just, just FYI, I've just started a, I've just started a, uh, a, a poll. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Is there someone who else has started a poll? <laughs> uh, oh no. Oh no. I was going to start a poll, but someone ruined it. Favorite mini. No, I don't want to do that. That's rubbish. Uh, okay. Uh, delete poll, report poll, I'm reporting my own poll. Yeah. Anyway, it doesn't work. It doesn't I'm going to vote. Right. <laughs> just to it's, prove to oh dad God, that democracy it's... doesn't work. <coughs> Favorite mini of 2021. Like there are crazy. two votes for crab available. Uh, um... <laughs> There's crab twice. That's yeah. right. That Bell- if Bellacore wins, the show's over. But here's yeah. my question then. Are you going to combine the two crab votes together? Or can one crab, like, can crab with a capital beat crab with a lowercase I promise C? you, whatever the result, I'll make sure to let you know what the correct answer is. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Uh, let's talk about some stuff. Uh, so some Age of Sigmar news. We're in the news section. It's only taken us 35 more minutes. Nailed it. Dan's back. Can you the tell? Dan's back. Uh, right. So so news. Uh, now, there isn't tons of news. We started to see some Silverdeath and some Skaven news uh, coming directly from Games Workshop, as well as getting some rumored leaks. Also, in addition to that, there is a new White Dwarf update coming soon for Fleshy to Courts. Um, so the Tome Celestia. So if you are new to Age of Sigmar and for some reason you listen to 35 minutes into this show to gain information about what's new, well, let me tell you, Tome Celestia <laughs> is, is how you get updates for some books which don't currently have battle tomes. And uh, there are a bunch of updates, including um, some new rules. And they, they vary. They can take, uh, they can do a beast of chaos and turn an army into something outrageous, into something, or something terrible into something outrageous. Or you can get the corn update, which, as much as me and Pezjub believe corn are the future, uh, James obviously doesn't agree, um, doesn't do much. 
So it really depends on the quality of your White Dwarf update. So hopefully Flesh Eater Court is getting one soon, which I know Speckles in the chat will be really excited about. Uh, but yeah, uh, that's it. Actually, uh, not to blow the lead on the show, because we were going to talk about um, uh, Battle Tactics uh, later on in the show. Uh, what only... are the leaks about? Sorry. Oh, no problem. So we've seen some stuff directly from Games Workshop. So we saw Skaven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you know what? Fuck it. James, you were looking at this earlier. Do you want to take us through it if you feel comfortable? Oh. Do you feel comfortable oh. doing that? Uh, um, yeah. You don't have to. No, Nathan, no, no. Let me refine the read article. Them, Nathan? Oh, I had a quick look at the Skaven ones, but I didn't realize there were leaks for other stuff. Was there... Yeah, we've seen that um, the spite... You know, so the Sylvaneth Bug Riders... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, we've yeah. had a result on the uh, vote, by the way. Yeah. Bellacore mm-hmm. won the vote. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the data's faulty. <laughs> just just showing you that democracy doesn't work, Dan. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, Bellacore won the vote with 15%. That's how, that's how life is. Uh, yeah, so um, yeah, we saw that the, the bug riders, I think that's what they're called, the bug riders, yeah. um, are. What's the word? stonks uh i think they come in at like 215 points uh they they can activate fight and then and then go away after the fight i think is kind of uh so the skink thing but after fighting that's the the proposed rumor and the damage profile on it looks prodigious Um, but again that's just that's just rumors so we're not really certain exactly at the minute um but anyway yeah uh james uh what's the Uh, official skaven news uh, so there's uh, uh, three, no, slightly more, about five abilities. So some hero-centered, some book-centered. Um, so obviously the other day we saw the leaks for the bells, yep. which basically was like a new bell war scroll. And that was a leak, wasn't it? That was a potato camera it was photo. A leak. Mm-hmm. Um, but but it like... was, wasn't that that war scroll also was released with the with the box too, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it will be in there, but it was a photo of the book page, gotcha, I believe, right. rather than like a war scroll card. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so there was a potato camera photo that made it um, <laughs> way out into the world. That poll's going to be dangerous. <laughs> yeah, there, is oh, a, no. there is a current poll <laughs> yeah, to prove democracy. At all. There is a poll right now for your favorite host of the show yeah i'm i i mean i'm i know who i'm voting for uh any anyone french is voting for me is this new guy he is not a dick like these other three fuck them i really like Francisco all the time uh, uh, so so yeah. if you take uh, a master clan hero can't be a monster uh however uh, Master Clan heroes are the Graces on the Bell, which is probably important. Maybe yep. important, oh. maybe not important if you've seen the War Scroll because you basically want them to get a bit beat up these days. Um, so if a Master Clan hero that is not a monster uh, gets hurt, instead of taking a ward roll for a wound or mortal wound that was allocated to them, they can basically roll a dice and on a three up, pass the wound off onto a, uh, a friendly Skaven unit uh, of three or more models that's by them, basically. Cool. So yeah, you can so basically a... kill glam rats on a three-up. A three-up ward save, basically. Three-up ward save mm-hmm. on your master yeah. clan characters. But not the... Unfortunately, it's not the bell, though, is it? Yeah, because it's not a monster. 
Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that does go... work on the bell. Yeah, yeah it's a behemoth. It, well, if it doesn't change, it is a behemoth, a leader and a hero, and a wizard. But it's not a monster. But it's not a monster. It's never been a monster. So you can fire a cannonball at the bell. Yes. And yeah. somehow the 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 gray seer on top of it is like like grabs little Jimmy and pulls him in what the way of the cannonball yeah. from Skaven. like twelve foot Skaven, in the air. Maybe. Yeah. Skaven, right. Brave Skaven. So the, the, the bell still Skaven. has its ward save, I think, on a fiver. So you wouldn't get your ward save, but you'd kill some clam rats instead. You would much yeah. prefer a three up ward save versus a five up ward save effect. Well, you want the bell damage though. Why? Because you want you the bell's damage once it's taken seven, yeah. it makes summoning a vermin lord really easy. So you basically want it to take the seven damage, summon the vermin lord, and then kill all the lads around it. Okay. Yeah. All right. So you want it to take a bit of damage. Yeah. So you yeah. want it a bit beat up, then use the ward, the kill the clam rats. Once it's thrown out a giant demon rat. Okay, that seems fair. Okay. I think is my my thought, and obviously I'm just guessing on having played bells and not mm. have read any of the new book. Uh, so that's cool. Well, so, yeah, none, of so it's you... out, none of it's out at the minute, so we're yeah, not really so... certain. I mean, I'm excited. Uh, thanks, Long Tunnel, for subscribing, for uh, resubscribing. Yeah, um, like, that, that's cool. That's cool, because it means that you're able to keep those characters alive. Don't forget, all these books are written, like, it's such an incredible lag that they'll be dealing with the, all of their char- all of your characters being shot off from, like, well, I mean, from last week and also two years ago, like, that entire time period. Uh, so you'll still be getting that that kind of, like, save you know, like we've seen that in the Nighthorn book as well, right? We've seen lots of like save your characters and pass wounds off. So I yeah. expect to see that more in the future. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah. 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 yeah it seems to be a common theme, doesn't it? Mm. Yeah. Every, yeah. There's a million bodyguards now. Yeah. yeah. Everyone's a bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Which um, I I don't exactly hate, to be honest with you. Um, the only thing is, what we're going to see next is like more snipers who could ignore those abilities you know like it's it's the the traditional thing of it's like you you create a problem sell the solution so they're like oh the problem is that uh people keep sniping out characters we'll sell this new box that's the solution to the problem you're like great uh and then they'll be like oh the problem is they can't snipe out characters so now we'll sell this new unit of super snipers for the stormcast that ignore bodyguard rules Oh, that would be cool! I want super snipers! I've decided that all games should last 40 minutes. Me and Fish played a game on Friday. We were done 40 minutes, yeah? We did not fuck about, yeah? It was amazing, yeah? End of turn two, I only had like three models left. His whole army was dead. It was incredible, yeah? No messing, <laughs> yeah? Bosh. Well, that's we- a- I've I've got a I got I've, I've got a, a bone to pick with fish because he got me back into a, a heavy addiction that I thought I I'd shaken, which was uh, MMOs. Oh. Uh, yeah, no, no, God, Jim. I'd never give up on that. Uh, he uh, he <laughs> he mentioned the other day he just put a post in like our, our little chat group, being like, um, "Oh, has anyone played Elder Scrolls Online?" And I played it at launch, and I was like, "Ah, it's a bit of a mess. I don't really like it." And I was like, "I haven't dipped a toe in in a while. I should dip a toe in." So I dipped a toe back in and then like a large uh, tentacled monster of some description just wrapped its arms around me in a loving embrace and was like, you play me now. And then just like fell back into the ocean and took me with it. Uh, so now I'm I'm stuck back in the, the, the lands of Tamriel. I can't get out. Oh, I wish I would play an MMO. I might quit. I might just do MMO coverage forever. 
That seems Done. easy. That seems <laughs> easy. It's great. Uh, you okay. wouldn't have to leave your room then. I don't anyway, James. That's true. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> James, uh, you were t- you're talking about rats. Why was? Oh else? yeah, 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 yeah. So then the next rule, which is looks good for me, I haven't read it all, but if you take three Master Clan heroes, three bells, in your starting army, which almost makes it sound like they might be able to summon, but who knows? Uh, okay. So after you pick a friendly Skaven unit to be your first unit to run in a phase and make a run roll for that unit. You can then use that run roll in place of any other run rolls you make for friendly scaven units until the end of that phase. Okay. Yes. Mm. Uh, so, uh, so I got a bit, a bit confused earlier when reading this. So, actually, mm. uh, currently in Age of Sigmar, you no longer Age of Sigmar two. You would you would uh, determine the dice roll result by turning it into a six, and that's not how it works anymore. So you can't no. choose the six and make it apply to all units. Yep. Uh, so you can roll the one, but like, is that gonna be, is that gonna be like, what's the right word? Is that gonna be like, good? I mean, we don't know what any of it is. I like, well, but see, I I think it it is because well, it means you can reliably keep your battle line together. Like, if let's say, and the thing is, it says you can choose, right? So let's say you roll that first run roll and it's a one. Then you're like, you know what? I'm going to roll all of my other ones. But let's say you do roll it and you hit a five or a six and you're like, you know, or a four, four, five or a six. You're like, I've hit the better odds that my whole army moves in unison now. Okay. Uh, so you can't, so you can't, what we're saying is you can't be like, I'm going to run this unit. I'm commanding it to a six and then use and this then ability. Because it no. counts as the roll, right? Or not? Uh, you, you, so, no, it doesn't count. So, basically, you can't use the CP to turn it into a six for then to okay. make everyone else do the six, which I was like, that would be quite cool. Also, does the army have run and charge? I don't really yeah, know. Well, so, this this then is, after you pick a friendly scaven unit to be your first unit to attempt to charge in that phase and make a charge over for it. Oh, okay. So yeah, This is so, the good bit. This is the good bit. So, yeah. you can then use that charge roll for every unit in your army. Yeah, I'm well. a big I'm a big fan of this. So if you just roll, you roll your first charge. Is it the first time you do a charge? So so it has to be the first each time. So I roll a dice. So I so you roll a dice that phase. So I haven't got any in front of me today. So you roll a dice. You're like, oh, a six. I'm taking that one this phase for every yeah. run roll, and everything's running six. And Skaven used to have run and charge on quite a few. I think they units. get plus one to it. I've got the war scroll oh, cards it's, for the so it's going to be new anyway, somewhere. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then you can do that on a charge. So you want like a big ass charge in that first roll, right? You roll a yeah. nine. Nine's pretty good, I'd say. But and then also, you're like, yeah, if, a you've, nine. if you've looked at all of your charges and you're like, I need, excuse me, sevens or I need nines. Um, so, and specifically, it's like after you pick the unit and attempt the charge and make the roll, then you can use that charge roll. Yeah. So that, I believe, means you can use the command ability to re-roll that charge roll because the charge isn't settled until you f- like finish that process. Yeah, fair. So you can absolutely go, cool, I'm even if... like This is the thing where I think it's going to be really cunning, right? You get multiple attempts at it. Let's say I've got a unit within 12 of, a ch- of a, an enemy unit, and I'm like... I don't actually need this unit in, so if they fail, it doesn't matter. But I've got a unit down the line that I want to get in, and I know they need a 9 or a 10. So I'm going to roll this unit. I rolled double ones, command ability, going to re-roll it to give yourself basically an extra two chances for that unit that you need to roll a 10 to get in. Does that make sense? I I, I think that's awesome. 
for an army that is such a glass cannon and has so little durability to be able to like effectively you get two extra attempts or, or one extra attempt at a charge roll because you can only use that reroll once um i think that's wicked yeah i agree i agree i think that that's the one that's like really good i think the, the ability to, and, to do those big yeah. charges so there's that one and after you pick a friendly scaven unit to be your first unit to fight in a phase and make any piling moves for that unit, you can then make piling moves for each other friendly scaven unit on the battlefield that was in, is within three of enemy units. Yeah, that's the one cool. that I'm not too excited about because well, I guess uh, it I means they can double good. pile in, right? The unit uh, that piles on, in. I don't think I don't think you probably don't get the double pile in, but it it is useful for trapping other units in place. Yeah. Uh, like a couple of times, I when I've played, I've been like, I really want to pile in and trap that monster away from my hero with this, these shitty guys, but then mm. I also want to fight over here with these guys before they get stuck in a fight. Mm. So, uh, yeah, I think that that has its uses. Yeah, definitely. again... Yeah. I, and I, it I, is I, optional, I, is it? It's not... Yeah, like, it's optional, yeah. yeah. I agree. Yeah. With, I, I absolutely agree with you. I absolutely agree with you. I think it's really functional and really good and a useful rule. Mm. The bit that I don't like is in every activation like when I ever play Scave in the Future, some guy's going to pile in and then go, oh, I wonder what I want to do with the other units. And oh, I've got yeah. to watch him. <laughs> yeah. And I've got to watch him. And I'm going to be like, oh, maybe just it's not going to matter. Like They're going to be like, no, there could be a play here. And you're like, oh, my fucking God. So they've given yeah. they've given the option for someone to like move one unit in and then just be like, I wonder. Sit there and part. watch for a million years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, it's, that's a situational problem, but it probably actually yeah. won't come up. Yeah, yeah. Chess cocks. Chess cocks. don't. Don't. <laughs> It'll be the second Again, most downvoted video of all time. Competitive, competitive chess candles. I think we're, we're, we are ignoring the competitive chess candles. Uh, yeah, we are. Um, I, I love it as a. I think I'm torn. I think. The, the charge one is is going to be the really obvious one that's used a lot. But I think that that piling one is going to be the one that wins and loses games at a competitive level because it'll let people box people in and away and out of objectives. Um, I hope because think about get like, shoot twice. <laughs> that's what I Three hope. times, I reckon. A lady. Yeah, like, and you have, but you have to sing that song. It's written in the rules, right? That would be yeah. good. Oh, Go back, back to the rules. That's what we want back. Yeah. Yeah. I want those rules back. What is it? You get, if you've got a bird on your shoulder, you get a re-roll. Rad. Yeah, yeah sure. Let's do that. Uh, yeah, I, I think I'm torn because I really like it. It's, it's a small strategic thing that I think can have really strong effects. The thing I don't like is one of my favorite I've said it multiple times, like two of my favorite elements, I guess, of the game are the priority role, because it means you have to play for both sides of the role if you want to, like, kind of uh, play tactically um, or leave yourself open and, and bank on something. And I love that you it's alternating in combat. I really like that. It's why I found it really shitty when, like, uh, you have so many abilities that make people fight last or let you choose multiple units to fight cascading in order. Um that they just get to activate. They don't need to achieve much to do. I don't like that because what you're doing is you're being like, it doesn't matter. I don't need to think as tactically because I have just a catch-all that lets me skip what is the most tactical kind of element of the game a lot of the time. 
yeah, well, yeah, it seems it seems fine. It seems fine. I don't uh, like we'll we'll find out because we don't know what the units are um, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the next bit. And then James, like last one, is last one is it last one? Two more. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a clan Eshin battle trait. So if you take the little assassin lads, mm-hmm. uh, so if you take one hero at the start of the first battle round, after determining who has first turn, but f- before that begins. Uh, you pick one enemy hero on the battlefield. You add one to hit rolls and win rolls for attacks made by Eshin units against that hero. Mm-hmm. And then if you take three clan Eshin heroes, you get the same buff, but against all enemy heroes. Nice. I'm hoping the characters are like a little bit more punchy. Like, or, you know, we get characters that are a little bit more... Because you're talking about to get the, the buff for your army. So other armies, I'm sure there are other things. But, you know, to get the buff for your army, I have to spend 300 points minimum, mm. maybe more, uh, to get the buff. So I wouldn't mind if those units are also very good. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Whereas other armies, yeah. you'll get the buffs. Uh, you get the buffs at the same... They get the buffs before spending a point. I guess one of the things, like, Ineth Deepkin, you have to spend points to get the buff, right? Because you've got to take one of the, the... Not the priest, but one of the... Whatever they're called. Uh, the guys to make the tide slightly different. So um, mm. you've got to do that. Uh, so it wouldn't... Yeah, 170 at the moment per assassin. Oh, baby. That's a that's a drama. So yeah, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I I'm hoping that these are just additional spicy extra rules that you can have yeah. if you really commit. I yeah, it feels are... like it's if you want to go all one sub faction, right? I was about to say like, yeah. It's a benefit or whatever. It's a benefit to focusing on one of the Skaven major Skaven clans. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. And, and the last one, cool. Verminous. Yeah. So you take the Claw Lord, which you never see. Uh, so, I think you will now. I think you uh, will now after this. If you take a Claw Lord, uh, he gets a heroic action uh, that he carries out uh, with one friendly Claw Lord instead of picking one from the table in the core rules. If you do so, you pick one eligible command trait that this Claw Lord does not already have and apply its effect to this unit until the end of the turn. So he gets an hmm. extra command trait. If you have three Claw Lords in your starting army, uh, you can do that heroic, the same thing, but with each Claw Lord instead of one. But you can't take the same command trait more than once in the same turn. Hmm. Okay. But, but we don't know what the command traits are yet. Uh, so then they've leaked oh, one okay. to go with it. So yeah. one of them, Powerful Alpha. Uh, this Claw Lord is amongst the largest and most powerfully built of their breed. Uh, so clan verminous heroes only, so the Claw Lord. Uh, the first two wounds or mortal wounds caused to this general in each phase are negated. Okay. Each phase. Each phase is super good. Each phase yeah. is super good. Like... Doesn't doesn't matter if the long strike shooting though. How dare you? How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> we know that they're gonna get massively reduced in effectiveness come the GHP, which isn't too far away. Yeah, so Right, and narratively it's fun because you can imagine the imagine you get a Skaven and you give him just fucking green stuff in muscles for days, yeah. And like this is the pack alpha man. This guy, he's the pack alpha, and you're like, what's he do? He's like, he just fucking shrugs off attacks. He fucking, sh- and you send a Crunchbine Incarnate in to just fucking put his shit in right i'm not going back there because that's still (laughs) the worst thing i've ever seen put into the game hey james i did uh, the stat show earlier today every list every list 
one of them fucking uh, crunch. I'm not going there anymore. Every time I see one, I'm just like, you're a disgusting person. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, every yes. single every single list I was like oh, every single one I was reading the Seraphon list I was like oh Seraphon list and I was like ah oh, and a Cronspine Incarnate Dan <laughs> Dan George won an event this weekend three gate breakers and a Cronspine Incarnate can you imagine of course can there was imagine? a list Go on, at the team tournament there was a list with a Cronspine Incarnate and it was bonded to Marathi <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> How was that? Fun, I imagine, for everyone. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I didn't play against it. In fact, yeah. Nathan, so, but, I mean, Nathan you, Watson you, you, up in Scotland won an event with Marathi the Bow Snakes and the Incarnate uh, yeah. not long ago. And he said, I think he said that like, he was in the chat at the time and he was like, I hated it. Or like he said, oh no, I don't think he won with that actually. Or someone had it and went 5 0. Um, yeah. But yeah, anyway. Sorry. So Skaven rules, pretty fun. Have you got any hopes? Let's wish list for a little moment. Nathan, hopes and dreams for the Skaven tome. Give me some stuff. Uh, more cheese? No, I think much like what they had before, but obviously they just need to upgrade the power a bit. So, yeah, they were fun, weren't they? They can do stuff to themselves, but they're cheap enough that you get enough that it sort of compensates and... Yeah, I've not got anything specific to be fair, but yeah, I want them to be able to hurt themselves and to hurt you. Like okay, they've that, always done. That seems very in line with most of your interests, yeah. uh, James. <laughs> <laughs> James, uh, I, I'd like the, I'd like the Skyrim book to just be as 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 dumb as it is now. Like one of my highlights ever was popping like popping a little rattling gun through a hole, fully buffed removing five snakes and someone being like what the fuck did that do and i'm like cool now it's dead and they're like well, why is it dead i'm like oh, i blew up that's why it was so good and they were like oh that's not as bad now like that's what i want i just yeah. I, I, do you know what they could give me the same book just make things a bit cheaper and i'll still have a nice day out okay good and then dan so we've got two skaven fans i also have a skaven army so three skaven fans in the chat uh, on the show um dan or you, you what you wish this uh, just wish this some stuff yeah, first of all, I would like uh, Mulder to have more. I love Mulder. Like, Mulder, for me, are the most interesting. I love that they're, like, tiny rats that are, like, how do we make the most, the biggest, most fucked up torture beasts I've ever seen? Um, and they're just like, what should we do? Slap some more heads on it. And they're like, okay, hey, it's a bit slow to get around. Have we considered giving it a wheel? Nailed it. Give this big worm a wheel and more faces and a bunch of arms. And some Are we more feeding legs. it enough? Stab more warp stone into it. Like, I just love that method of, like, forced evolution. Love it. So, Mulder, I want to be more uh, more unique and, and bigger. Uh, uh, but I, mostly, I agree with James. I want like more opportunity for things to go great or wrong. And I want the percentage... I, like, I would like the percentage to be like 60 40 you know like like or two-thirds chance like a three up it's fine a one or a two just unit explodes and probably takes out a nah, unit 50, 50 50 50 50 yeah, yeah. my unit like, dies four five like, six two of your units die i uh <laughs> i i personally don't hate the uh the idea of um uh like them making the uh, not what it's not called that. What's it called? The fleshy. Oh God, from mold. Uh, help it abomination. Yeah, I just want HBA, that to be like yeah. movement sixteen. Do you know what right? the problem is though? Problem. Do you know how you, you what you do? Tell me. So I get two of them. Mm. 
Two. Yeah, two of them. Three. Molder, uh, Master Clan Heroes. That's five. Mm. Yeah. Conspiring Carnate. Rest doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> can I can I can I improve it for you? Get Crunchline Incarnate, add Kragnos, yeah? <laughs> add some bone splitters. You got yourself an army. It's a bone splitters army. <laughs> um <laughs> Do the same, add some ogres. It's an ogres army. Uh it's all it's all good. Alright, okay, good. Uh, I just would like I yeah, I want I I want rise of the uh again, I forgot his name, the big gribbly monster. Uh, but I want it to just go and help murder stuff. Yeah. I want help it abominations just wrecking people's shit all day. It's been a long time yeah. since it was even remotely good, and I don't think that was ever a time. So I wouldn't mind yeah. the rise of the help it personally. Um, the last time, the last time I remember them being good was in Warhammer Fantasy, where when they died, you roll the dice to see what happens, and a lot of the time they were just dead or they just turned into more like a rat swarm. But if you rolled a six, they came back to life with like d6 or 2d6 wounds or full wounds healed or something absurd like that. I had two. Both of them died, and both of them came back to life in the same turn. And my opponent was just like, and I'm good, and I'm good. I can't, I can't kill those things twice. And I was like, but they're coming to kill you! Uh, so I, that's what I want is a return to the return rats. Yeah, I yeah I want them to be good. Okay, so good, we're on that. Flesh of courts. Obviously, they're going to get an update. We don't know what it's going to be. It will be in White Dwarf or your WhatsApp groups very soon. One of those two uh, places. Um, uh, <laughs> who was like, let's just take photos and upload it. Terrible idea. We'll go nowhere. Um, who would have thought that that would have been a good way of dealing with it? Okay, uh, so then. Uh, let's talk about let's talk about people's what people have been up to recently. So James, let's start with you. You were at Games Expo. Uh, could you I tell was. us? Can you tell us what it was and what you saw? Uh, yeah. So uh, the UK Games Expo is like a um, a gaming event at the NEC, which is like a big venue in Birmingham. It's basically a bunch of halls. Sometimes there's multiple shows on, uh, and you might have been. Um, but yeah, so the UK Games Expo is basically like a nerd event. So uh, there's a bunch of board games, a bunch of live events, a bunch of like playtesting events, a whole load of shops. That's probably the biggest thing there. Okay. Um, and then there's like some nice kind of social spaces for a lack of a better term. So like there's a bunch of social space. You pay a tenner. You can borrow any game that they have of a thousand games i think there are like wow. board games uh, yeah. and you pay a tenner you play whatever you want from the little storeroom and when you take the uh the game back you get your tenner back and you can go home like that's okay. pretty cool oh so it's just a deposit it's not even like yeah. you gotta pay for it no so the idea is that you can test a game that you think you want to buy at the show is the concept and the other concept is it just means you get to meet like in a central point with your mates that maybe you don't get to play board games with and have a nice day out Okay, that's um, really cool. So you do, you do have to pay to go to the venue. So it's, I think I went for two days this year, and it was thirty-two pounds. Okay. Uh, but the show opens at nine. It shuts at six. So if you just wanted to play board games, you could do that for thirty quid for, for two, two days. days. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and then the rest of the shop. So there's some like there's some like live shows. So about five years ago, I saw a really good talk from like Ian Livingstone. Oh, cool. from mm. the founder of Games Workshop and he talked about finding Games Workshop that was pretty cool mm -hmm. 
and how he left and why he left and all of those sorts of things. Um, and then like there's other live shows. So if anyone remembers the kids TV show Nightmare yes. from way back when, where they used to put a helmet on, walk around like a, uh, a VR world. VR world that was it was like not Oculus there. Rift. Yeah, back way back when. Yeah. Um. So they do like there's a bunch of nerds that do a live version of that. That's great. Seen that. Uh, and Nathan, um, just for you, Oculus Rift is like doing shrooms with all the other bush lads. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> there you go. And um, you've got to put a mask on. <laughs> yeah, you got to put yeah, a mask basically. on, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, so there's, so there's that live stuff. Um, and then there's the cool stuff. So then there's a bunch of shops selling board games. So there's like all the big ones. So I think Firestorm were there and people like that. Um, and then there's... And uh, so the stands selling their stuff. So they're selling board games. They're selling models. So Warhammer, etc. And you go up it to like a big giant shop where they're all in a room. Um, and then there's probably the cooler things. So then there's the big companies that have come just to advertise their wares, but not sell things. Okay. Mm. So they're like consistent ones that have been going for like the last five years. Uh, games Workshop go. Obviously. And I find that a really weird flex. Oh, they might have sold stuff this year, but they've never sold stuff before. So they just turn up. You can paint a Space Marine and they don't demo the games. It's a really weird flex, but I think they're just there to show they exist. <laughs> like every year I'm like, you're not selling anything, but they might have this year because I never go to the stand. Okay. Um, but I mean, why like, would you, right? Like you can go into a games workshop at any point. It feels like yeah, it, it feels like because I yeah. was planning... I was planning to go uh, this weekend, actually, as well. So I'm actually a little bit jelly. Uh, but we did a big remodel in the studio. So I was here. Uh, I wasn't really helping. I was nearby if the builder <laughs> needed my help. Um, was really well. Like, cup of tea? No. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, quite jelly. But Were they're... you kind of like the surgeon assistant? Like, they're, like, soaring through some wood and you lean in and just, like, dab the sweat off their forehead. And you're like, yes, doctor, are you good? Yeah. Okay, you're good. Not even that. I was like, oh, do you need, do you need me to? No. It's all right. Fine. Okay. Anyway, uh, sorry, James. Because uh, yeah. the, the smaller companies are the ones I'd be interested in. Personally. Oh, yeah. But I'm uh, just going through. So, like, there's quite cool things. So, also, mm. Catan always go. So, you may or may not have played Catan, Catan if you go. Yeah, Catan. Uh, so the Catan tournament is held there too. Competitive Catan. Competitive wow. Catan. I would. Yeah. I would pay to watch competitive Catan. It's that intense. Incredible. Don't it's tell. Intense. Don't tell people that you're not playing Catan narratively because they will be livid. Well, <laughs> if you play with James Hobbs, you can't play narratively. He's a game yeah. master. Yeah. Settlers of Catan. It's like, and I trade my wood for sheep. Click. Your turn. Click. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah so yeah so katana katana they're like there's all those big ones and then there's the, then there's the cool little ones which is probably one of my favorite bits so you can basically walk around and the stands it's it's a convention hall so people are paying for like a stand and i used to in a former life of employment do the fashion uh show equivalent of it wait sorry at the no sorry what Hold on. When I was what a hairdresser, yeah. we used to have a stand at the fashion equivalent of yeah. this show. Okay. And then um, what would so you what would you show at the stand? We did hair. Live live hair on stage, live hair for the catwalks, and sold like straighteners. Cut hair, stuck hair on, did hair, like all did, of that. All stuck hair on. Amazing. Yeah. All of the hair. All okay. of the hair. Nathan. Um, so yeah, so we used to do that. So the bigger <laughs> the stand, I'm going to flash over this. The bigger the stand. Um, the... I don't think this is something that we should flash over. I would really like to deep dive on this one. Me too. I, 
I literally just show up with a beard that's darker than my normal hair and the chat goes insane. Get him! Get him! Yeah, yeah. I, uh... They know I was a hairdresser. James, no, rate the haircuts. Of, just... Rate the haircuts of the hosts. It's okay, don't worry. I'll do. <laughs> I'll do a poll. I'll do a poll. You That's carry right. on telling the story. I'll do a poll. Um, so yeah. So then there's other stands. So, but the bigger the stand, the more it costs. So obviously the big boys have an expensive stand, and the smaller ones have. Um, some littler stands and that's the fun part so you can go around and there'll be literally people who have made their own game okay which is super cool um and then there'll also be a bunch of people who are like have made a game put it on kickstarter or are gonna put it on kickstarter and are there like i've made a copy of my game Mm -hmm. please test my game and if you like it kickstarter my game oh that's Cool. cool And that's cool. So uh, at the weekend, we went as a four. So there was me, there was Meg, and then two of Meg's friends who'd traveled up from Cornwall to here, and then we all went. Uh, so I we played a bit, went around a bit, but we tried two games that are going to Kickstarter. So I'm going to yeah. quickly go over them. One's mm. going to get me in trouble. One won't get me in trouble. So the first one we tried was incredible. It's called yeah. Rise and Fall. It's getting Kickstarted in September, but it is made by the French. Uh, which we have no problems with. We have much no to, problems much with. Much to YouTube That's comments. just YouTube comments that <laughs> yeah. have the problem. Um, but it was incredible. So we tried that. I just, so... I just love that like, very quickly a vernacular was like, Rob hates the French. And it's like, no, I don't. And it's like, yeah, he hates them. And just immediately that was the, that's that's the, the new term. You yeah. got trumped. Yeah. You got trumped. So yeah. It's like fake news. He hates the French. I got gazumped. I don't know what to do about it. But anyway, sorry, James. What, so it was called um, Rise and Fall. It's called Rise and Fall. And it's wicked. So each, every single, they, the board's modular tiles. Mm-hmm. And every time you play as a, as a group, you build a board. And then on top of the water, you put land. And on top of the land, you put trees. And on top of the trees, you put mountains on top of the mountains you put peaks that isn't how that isn't how geography works you put <laughs> a mountain on a out. river that's a game do now okay. uh, and then and then you play the game but it was super good big fan uh, and that's cool right because the guy that designed the game is stood there so you're like oh this is fun and he's like oh my god let me tell you why like how i got here and then just goes off on a tangent and that was fun like i like that that's actually so that cool. that's actually really interesting comparative to like so the heresy weekend that happened recently right yep and uh and uh, as i understand it um there's a new uh thing from games workshop where you like they're putting none of the creators on the stands or stalls anymore so like yep. if you go to like a heresy weekender or if you go which i used to go to lots of heresy weekenders and meeting the creators was so exciting because mm-hmm. you used to be able to like hear their enthusiasm and passion for it uh, but now it's a Games Workshop policy not to put anyone on the front line so as to not to create any stars, uh, not to create anyone with an right. ego, uh, like you know, like Duncan or or something like that. So they, so okay, yeah. you know, so they can't leverage their um, work into potentially better working conditions for themselves or or their compatriots. So real good That's move selfish. there. Selfish. Uh, but but it must be so fun meeting someone who's just designed something and they're like ecstatic yeah, so, to see you. So that was fun. cool. Yeah. Um, but the guy, so the guy that made it, and I can't remember his name, so apologies to him. But um, he's a French designer. He'd made a board game before; it was very successful. So this is like his second Kickstarter. Mm. So his stand was quite nice. The quality of the components was okay. Um, and I'm gonna go with we all know what a meeple is, but it's the little wooden. Uh, yeah. No? So it's the little like... wooden people that you see that go in a board game. So they're wooden. They're meeples. So. 
represent you, don't they? Yeah, so they represent yeah, your, your, your token. Yeah. So that game, he's wanted it to look fancy, and you build a city basically. So like the meeples, there's a horse and cart and a town and a a, a, a woman riding a tiger, and they're cool. So the, the whole thing looks super polished. Um, okay. And then the opposite end, but still oh, amazing, yeah. was the second day we played another game that's going to Kickstarter. Oh, is on Kickstarter. Is on Kickstarter. Uh, which is called uh, I'm gonna just look something of Thranks, um, but it's a game where you are a cult, so you're a cult leader. Wow, the honest say, there we go. <laughs> Already yeah. are one, <laughs> and, um, and so the point of being the cult leader is that basically you want to kill as many people as you can from this town, um, coax in as many like lords. Uh, kill as many oh amulet of thanks thanks meg <laughs> so you want to kill people get power kill lords get points to win and then get your own like lords that already worship your cult smuggled into the city so that's the aim of the game but every other player that's playing is trying to also kill peasants steal your <laughs> steal your dead peasants what is this? Politics. To, to put on their altar. <laughs> Steal um, my dead peasant. And kill the lords that are already indebted to you all at the same time. But so it was a game I wanted to play last year at um, Expo, but it was so busy I couldn't actually get to um, play. And then they come back this year and it's like finished. And the we sat down to have like a demo game. So you sit at the table, the game's there. And the guy was like, oh, hi. Uh, my name's Tom. I'm really sorry. My voice is gone. I've been here for three days and I haven't not talked. And I'm sure you like you can <laughs> identify with that. Oh, role. I can. So, so oh, he got a packet of hall soothers in one hand the whole time. Yeah. Anyway, his game. He'd spent four years or something working on it. Sorry, James. Please carry on. Yeah, it's fine. He'd spent like four years on it, and so the boards he'd made, and he'd like bought cardboard, like thick cardboard, and hand-printed stickers and stuck them to every piece just because he couldn't basically, I guess, afford the cost of printing every game. So he'd done that three times, um, and it was baller. Like, we started having a game. It was great. Had a lovely time. Went on to Kickstarter. Realised it wasn't even expensive. Um, Well, not really expensive. I think it's 40 quid. Um, So, yeah, like, played that. It was great. Had a great time. Um, and that's basically what happens. Does um, he hand make all of them? No. So when it's made, he'll actually be able to afford to make uh, them. Once, once the um, Kickstarter's... Yeah, but because, because, like, I guess like anything, objective rings, as my backing knowledge, like when you have something made and you need it cost-effective, you have to have thousands made. Yeah. So, so he'd basically only needed three to demo but i think each one he reckoned had taken him like days rather than anything else um, and some of the tokens are like the, like the small them. dice that people hate having rolled at them so mm. like imagine sticking a sticker on that straight um, um so yeah it was really cool had a really good time did that back some kickstarters bought too many board games um well i say too many i think i brought bought 12 would you would you say like how would you how would you rate as an experience like going to trade shows? Nathan, do you often go to board game miniature trade shows much at all? No. Nope. Okay, Dan, yourself ever? 
Uh, yes, but mine, I love like board game trade shows. I, I also really like uh, tabletop RPG trade shows. I go to a, a bunch of those as well because I dig them so hard. And it's much the same as what James is talking about. Is the thing I love is like when people have made their own game their own system their own like like way of doing things is always like really exciting yeah it sounds like a good thing to go i mean yeah. i've not been but i would yeah i'd love to go i think everyone should go it's amazing and there's one more game i need to talk about and i didn't get to speak to the creator yeah. and if he plays warhammer and ever watches this video just message me let's chat uh, so there was a game i missed that i didn't see day one that I got told off for because apparently Megan pointed to it and I didn't see, but there was a guy who'd made a game about seagulls. So it's a little tiny card game, funded it all himself, yeah. tiny card game. Uh, and it's about seagulls that eat chips, right? <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> right, by the way, for chips. our American, American viewers, uh, chips, we mean we're referring to fries, I guess. Is yeah. It, uh, fries. yeah, fries. Yeah, fries. fries. So, yeah. so they eat that and you trash and you take away, right? Yeah. But he'd made it with his like six and seven year old daughter or something. Okay. And so on his stand, he'd got like the finished cards printed, but also the original ones they'd played with that his daughters had drawn. Oh, cute. Oh. And so like each seagull has a description and one was called like Wobbly Joe or whatever. And it's like, <laughs> he doesn't have one leg. That's the description. Do you know, like, but, but So I, I didn't see him till day two. Um, and as I walked past the stand, he'd uh, he drawn like a picture of a seagull and a sad face and been like, really sorry, all sold out. You can you can order online or you can order at Kickstarter or whatever. But I was like, oh, like, that's nuts, right? Because this, this guy's like made a game with his kids, mm. had it all made, paid to go to this event, obviously bought either as much stock as he could buy or that he could afford mm, like a yeah. ford all thought he would sell turned up to event done two days sold everything amazing was like, that's the best and yeah. also cute yeah, yeah also yeah. cute yeah it, honestly it's on my uh it's on my schedule for next year to actually book my, myself uh, whenever the date mm. goes up is to actually definitely go um because i think it would just be really really fun i like i i'm obsessed with looking at like 3d designs nowadays like i think it's the the 3d design thing that's really kicked off how much i'm enjoying hobby mm. like because it's just so creative i'm like i'm not i'm not drip fed creativity i get to go and mm. find creativity if that makes sense so it's like yeah it's yeah. a it's a lot more engaging for me and i think going to uh, I think going to like things like Games Expo and stuff and meeting a bunch of creators that are designing games would also get me on that track for being excited. Just finished the poll, by the way. Best haircut in the chat by 74% of the vote is Mr. Nathan Prescott. Bold Nathan. Can I? Can I? I'm going to do what I do very rarely. So yeah. I'm going to share two games in the chat. Sure. You can do that. No so I'll include, them in the show, I'll include them in the show notes in the as chat. well. Uh, Amulet of Thranks? Thranks, which is the one where you were cool. And you oh, that people. looks yeah. rad. That looks super it's rad. Good. And then, because someone give me the name, so Chip and Collect, a game about seagulls eating your chips. Nice. Chip and Collect. Okay, great. Okay. Oh, okay. Look, look how cute he is. <laughs> <laughs> Just look at that little face. Also, if anyone has opened that, I want you to scroll down to the part where it says 21 chip cards and just look at the picture of the evil plastic bag. 
That's, <laughs> that's wow. just the best. What a statement on pollution for all of us. There. Uh, yeah, there you yeah. go. I'm okay. a little kid. <laughs> all right, excellent. Thanks, James. I'll include them in the show notes if people are listening back or watching back. Uh, Nathan, uh, you're at a tournament this weekend. Uh, yes, yep. Went down to Cardiff. Cardiff. Is it sideways? Is what sideways? Cardiff, isn't it? Left a bit? Uh, yeah, down and to the side, yeah. Oh, is it down and left? Okay, all right, good. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, okay, so you went to Firestorm Games. You haven't been there before. No, I've not been to the... the new, new one. In, new in thingamajiggy quotes, yeah. What yeah. do you think of it? Yeah, it's cool. It's big. It's um, a little bit further from the city centre, which is... So a bit further from all the those cheap little dodgy places we stayed in, and all those places we end up anyway on us on a on on the evening times. But other than that, yeah, the venue itself is great. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. yeah like it's uh, pretty impressive, uh, right? I think. Yeah. It's it... Big, clean. Yeah. Big, clean, modern looking. <laughs> lots of light. I don't know what else you want me to say. No, uh, that's just a, that's just a perfect indictment, stairs. in my opinion, of of, of yeah. wargaming culture generally. Like, what was it like? It was clean, uh, which was honestly, <laughs> honestly, a step up uh, compared to lots of places. Okay, good. Um, yeah, good. All right, and you were a part of a team. It was a team tournament called Brotherhood, right? Yes, that's right. Uh, Chris Tomlin runs uh, the Brotherhood uh, team tournament. Teams of six. Um, and okay, you who's in your team? Get to bash other people. So uh, <clears throat> we had a bit of a change-up from last year. Uh, we got rid of that traitorous Luke fellow. And then we got... Uh, so uh, the captain is Darren mm-hmm. Watson. And then strong, we... Strong lead, yeah. Yeah, strong lead. Uh, then we had uh, Dan Bradshaw. Mm-hmm. The... Good name. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. solid, solid player, as we all know. Um, and then Rick Myhill, mm-hmm. um, so one of the Bruce Hammer lads. Uh, unfortunately, Chris couldn't make it on the weekend, so they sent Ryan mm-hmm. as his replacement. Uh, I don't even know Ryan's surname. Donk, Ryan Donk, we'll say. Okay. And then <laughs> I don't know what's it's fuck. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, and then obviously uh, there was myself, and then our replacement for uh, Luke was um, Alex Bruce, so a real Bruce. So that was grand. Uh, yeah, and Darren was playing Thunder Lizards. Alex was playing Magma Droth uh, spam, which was great. Looking list actually looks real fun to play. Uh, Dan was obviously playing his Beast of Chaos. Ryan was playing um, Stonehorns and Thunder Tusks with Kragnos. And uh, I was playing the Iron Jaws, and Rick was playing Legion of the First Prince. Okay, great. Okay, yeah, great. So, so go on. yeah, a fair mix of armies there. All right, good. So, going through the pairing process, did you did you did, did you much take part and or listen in on the pairing process, or uh, did you just play what you got given? I got, I, yeah, I generally played what I was given. Uh, we didn't um, prepare very much. Okay. Uh, as in, we didn't look at the matchups that much beforehand. You know how most teams do 
like a grid system with matrix. green yeah matrix yeah we didn't have any of those matrixes basically we uh, looked at the scenarios and just said which ones were good for us yeah and then uh, like before each each round we had a quick look and just said uh, uh some of them well some people said you know i'd be good at this i wasn't too sure because i hadn't played that many games with the iron jaws against a lot of those armies i've mainly played against cruel boys and stuff like that and there weren't many of those there well okay so just if everyone to be aware what Nathan's talking about during the pairing process there was three different battle plans per round uh and so you get obviously you get paired into an enemy but you also get paired so you're into more getting paired into a game type um, uh, yeah a pair yeah so yeah. Like, it feels like the advantage was pairing into a scenario as a pair as opposed to pairing into an enemy army right yeah. yeah, I think quite often you, if your army's strong at a scenario, then yeah, you're quite quite likely to do all right. Doesn't matter who you're playing against, you'll probably still get points. But then there are obvious matchups, which I'm sure Darren, being experienced at the old Warhammers, he would know. So yeah. Yeah, it really yeah, just, it, you just like, you basically just got to be the star player right now. Like you rocked up <laughs> and you're just like, yeah, I'll just be in the shed. Uh, let me know when you need me to come out there and kick some ass. And then they're like, all right, Nate, we've got your game. And you're like, yeah, great. Okay, put me in, coach. And then you go yeah, in, you yeah, play your no. game, you come back off. And you're like, let me know when you need me again, boys. And then just wander off, like saunter off to the bar. Well, obviously, the Worlds had just been. So we had two of the English players there. Yeah. So teaming, the two, and they were the winners. We also had, I think, two of the lads were from the Team Wales. And then the there was me and Ryan filling in the um, the gaps. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, okay. Uh, well, I like... So a strong team. Strong team, strong team. And you guys won, not to blow the lead, which is fantastic. Congratulations to you and the yep. team. Um, uh, I was just wondering if there were any highlights and or interesting things to take away. Maybe you could do it via just going through some of your games. Um, but I, I, I don't, I haven't booked in the time for an entire Nathan Prescott battle report today. <laughs> so, um, yeah. and I know that's going to kill some people. Thanks to Ninjon for following us in the chat. Uh, Ninjon, uh, one of my favorite kebab shop, uh, visitors, uh, me and him love hanging out and getting some chips and cheese late at night. Uh, yeah, Nathan, uh, any kind of things that you learn that you think, uh, from the, uh, the events, uh, from the games you played? Okay. Well, uh, yeah, so I played Iron Jaws first. Uh, it was an Iron Jaws off. Um, my list is written to fight other armies like Iron Jaws, so that was great for me, uh, particularly as he... It's difficult for armies like that to take first turn against me and get get much off, so then they tend to give me first turn, and I can capitalize on that. So he gave me first turn. Um, I got lucky... With my dice rolls were on fire, got lucky, smashed a big hole in the front of his army, um, and then he tried to smash back and failed pretty dismally. In fact, he lost his like his main more his general more crusher in that turn when it was his fighting turn, which was very very unfortunate for him, very fortunate for me. And then I won the priority roll, and there wasn't enough left on his side of the board to continue the game after I had finished my turn. So, yeah, a sharp, sharp, sharp punch to the face, and it worked. Uh, typical Iron Jaws. Typical Iron Jaws, yeah. I, I'm unsurprised by that as a result. Yeah, that was a stew man 
yeah, it was, uh, yeah, pretty brutal. But I mean, I think that's what you expect when you've got two armies that are built to just go. And mm. we, yeah, we just went. Is there a name for that? I'm sure there is. Alpha yeah. Strikes. Uh, Push it forward. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I really Move like forward, the idea. Take your toys off the board. Yeah. I really uh, like the idea of two blokes just being like, what's your army like? It's like, well, I just kind of like, I get you. And you're like, oh, what do you mean? You know, like I move it forward and I, you know, I kill stuff. And like, I wish there was a way to describe this. This would be so good. And uh, then, like, I'd love to see those two same two players describing a Lumineth Realm Lord army. It's like, what does your army do? It's like, I shoot you, and you're like, oh, can I, can I get you? Nah, I shoot you, and then I, I leave you. It's like yeah. a bad date. I yeah. that's what the Lumineth are. They're a bad first date. I shoot and leave. Uh, I really like the idea of, of Warhammer armies described badly. Like what Warhammer yeah. army yeah. tactics described. Like I thought we made niche content before, but this is this is a meme for the yeah. nichest of people. <laughs> like very 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 low tier. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, carry on, Nate. Sorry, because I remember you uh, said you played Nighthorn. I'm excited to hear about that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So well, I'll just quickly flick through each game i mean a lot of them were very fast so then uh second game i played against a corn army so the disparity between uh a very old book like corn and the new iron jaws army was was super obvious in this game uh but uh so again his is supposed to be one of those armies where you just push it forward and smash stuff mm-hmm much like mine. Is, but is that what it's meant to be? That's what it's meant to be. It's a corn. That's what you expect. The I thought it just be. bored you to death with its narrative. <laughs> <laughs> skulls, bro. You don't get it. It's like skulls. Of skulls. Blood. I don't care who dies. There's oh, just yeah. blood on the floor. Oh, oh wow. you've killed my stuff again. Oh, <laughs> blood for the blood god. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <Shit. laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I mean, he had... Uh, Scarbrand and three Bloodthirsters and then loads of little dudes. So he had the screens this time. So we just sat there facing each other behind our screens uh, doing nothing for the first turn. Mm. Well, at least, yeah, for his first turn. My turn, I sent out a, a pork, a little pork titbit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a ham investigation. <laughs> no. So I... I uh, wanged my old uh, Gorgunters up the board and into uh, one of his screens and so knocked a hole into his thing. Then his whole army moved around trying to deal with the pigs and then that just opened up loads of holes for me. Uh, and so, yeah, I just threw it in. In fact, I threw my more Crusher into two Bloodthirsters at once and, like, destroyed one and crippled the other one so badly it could not walk. So, yeah. yeah. Avatar of the God of War. Yeah, one yeah. one orc on a big scaly monster just smashed the hell out of them both. Yeah, yeah. versus one horny orc. Because uh, <laughs> that's what they are. Like we don't yeah. talk about this enough, but everyone's like, "Oh yeah, orcs love fighting," but orcs don't love fighting. Orcs yeah. are horny for fighting. Like yeah. we don't like what? we don't express it enough, but they're like. Yeah fucking roided up they're like fucking erect like a mountain yeah mm. they're like oh no, you're gonna I've, smash. I've got to stop because, like by your own definition if they are roided up there there's some shrivelage there so i'm not saying that they're not standing at attention i'm just saying that their attention it might be more akin to a toothpick 
Maybe then, that's why they're know. so angry. Who knows? Uh, but they're still horny. Anyway. They're still <laughs> they've got, horny. They've got all that power and nowhere to use down and had his wicked way with them, that's for sure. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, it was one way. <laughs> uh, one way traffic. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was done. Done and dusted in a couple of turns, really. Uh, so, yeah, that was Cameron. I think he was a fairly new player as well. So Go on, Cameron. Uh, You're a legend. Go on. Bit of a learning curve. Uh, then, but then I got to play a real, a real veteran of Ooh. the old tournament scene, Mike Wilson, and he had the Night Home Army. Oh, Mike Wilson, like of Seraphon, previous night, Mike Wilson. Uh, I I don't know what he's played before, but I think he is quite well known on the scene. He yes. does, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it could if be, it's, yeah, if, yeah. It's, if it's, yeah. Oh, Mike yeah, yeah. Wilson, Zinch, Mike Wilson. Yeah, yeah, Zinch. Yeah, that's the one. I don't uh, know. Does yes. he also play Seraphon? No, 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 no. no. Oh, okay. He plays Daughters of Cain as well, though. Uh, yeah, I think he did mention something about Daughters of Cain. Mm. So yeah, he might have done that. But uh, I think he's he's quite a keen fan of the Night Lord, So he's obviously very happy with the new book, and he showed me just how good it is. I mean, it does fight in a big castle. So if we played First Blood, so the objectives, two of the objectives at least are nice and close together. And this is probably where I played wrong in that I should have spread out for outside objectives and tried to make him break his castle up to come and engage me. But if you can, if if he can get to you in a ball and fight you in a ball, there's so many debuffs in that little castle that... Like the orc army was just bouncing off of him, uh, and I just was not doing any damage, and he was absolutely ripping me to shreds. Wow. And you can't take any battle shock tests if you're in combat with them, so you're screwed. And every time you issue command points, uh, if he's got Lady Alinda in there, she's stopping you on five ups, I think, just stopping those commands being issued and stuff like that. So it's just, it takes all of your takes away all of your buffing of power take and obviously rend and all the stuff that orcs rely on don't work but then they they're just going in there with like powered up so yeah it was a a three-turn game and he had pretty much tabled me and lost one unit of chain ghasts that was it wow that's pretty devastating and we'd been fighting fighting, like fighting toe to toe the whole time Mm. there wasn't like much shooting or anything like that. There, there was a stupid endless spell that was doing some damage to my my support pieces. But I mean, it's not like the war chances were doing that much because it's minus one damage as well. So it's mm. just like it's like playing ethereal thunder lizards that uh, instead of shooting you, are punching you in the face. Like that sounds really really hard. really hard. I, I think yeah, I've uh, I'm. I've been chatting to Speckles uh, earlier today. I'm hoping to get a couple more games in against Nighthawk because I want to play a few games against them because it, it is looks like a nice challenging army to play against. I think. Do you, uh, do you think it was like they, a, like a new experience? Because I know we're going to talk about the dragons in a bit. Like, do you feel it's like, oh, if you knew how to maybe unpick that like puzzle? Yeah, it's something oh, you yeah, can yeah. approach better. Yeah. Yeah, I think, and also I think in different scenarios. So ones where you're more. Um, spread out across the board as a, the diagonal ones when the objectives are there they're very close together really aren't they and mm-hmm. also I can imagine if you're playing the shifting objectives one they're quite close together there 
whatever it's called now. Uh, but the, then your Thanks, other, yeah. I, yeah. Whereas if you're playing like uh, Pharrell Foray or anything like that, then yeah, yeah, they've got to spread out. And I think they, they might struggle a little bit more. A little bit more. They are still very good. Interesting, yeah. interesting. I think Night Haunt's going to be a bit of a a bit of a scourge on the tournament scene when it when it gets mm. uh, rocking. Uh, and Mike, I think, uh, has yeah. got a, a bunch of knowledge ahead of time to be able to like put that to deploy early. Um, so I'm not surprised. Yeah, yeah, it's good. yeah, yeah. I think he does some playtesting for that yeah. for that book. So he's obviously, um, so it's obviously a good guy to play against because you just he's just explaining everything as you're going along, and it's it's a very interesting game. Uh, because, yeah, I mean, it's never a book that I'm probably going to read up a lot about. So it's good to get those games in against people that have got the experience. And then you, the next time, you know, you can fucking have a go, have a go. Yeah, I also think so, it feels like it's one of the more difficult books to play. But we'll see if that ends up yeah. being true. Mm. Uh, OK, uh, and then oh, suddenly. Yeah. Uh, so then. So, yeah. So that was it. Saturday night went out, had had a few, uh, met another Darren and then came back to the tournament and I got to play a Welsh player, Owen Jackson. Oh, with his beast of chaos. Yeah, with his yeah, a massive beast of chaos army. Um I outdropped him, so I got the turn, gave him the turn, and then I was very fortunate. This is the Star Strike one, which is called Veins of no is it no, what's yeah. Uh, yeah, Veins of Gur. Veins of Gur, I think. Is it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, veins the veins go. pop up. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, veins go. I was very fortunate that um, the center one dropped where I was fighting, where we were fighting each other pretty much, and I was controlling that center of the board anyway. And then his one dropped down basically next to that one, and then my one dropped down in the corner, but I just ignored it. He he had a little unit of dragon ogres over there so they controlled that but the main fight was where those two were and because i was winning priority roles i was in control of that fight so yeah right yeah so uh i gave him first turn uh one priority gave him second turn and then took third turn just when everything was lined up i like because the screens were still in place that first, the 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 second turn, so you couldn't really um, take advantage of it. Oh, I mean, first turn you don't do anything much really in Vainsgur. No, you wait not. For, yeah, waiting for stuff to happen. So everybody just does ferocious advance running around trying to do nothing, and then then obviously the the star the veins pop, and then you. Then you know how to fight. Uh, I gave him, I think, yeah, I gave him the turn, and then I, I went, uh, won the second turn, and won the fourth turn as well. Uh, so pretty much, um, comfort, come. I uh, also, oh, what uh, the fun thing that happened in this was, the more crashes were really dominant in this game like running around just punching stuff like the units of enlightened managed to get rid of those uh in the game fairly early and then in his turn i used the more crusher to counter charge some ungor that went too far from his shrine and then i was able to destroy the 
destroy a shrine in turn three. So that just turned off all the rend as well. So he'd just gone into a big fight with a load of dragon ogres, and suddenly they went from rend three to like rend one and zero. Oh, so wow. then they just like, ugh, just like stopped, stopped doing anything. <laughs> and they, they, they were still tanky, but they just weren't hitting. Uh, they were just weren't no damage output. And I'd, you know, I'd already killed all the Zangor and the Enlightened. So basically, they were the main threat on the board. I still had my units of brutes and a crazy more crusher just rushing around. So, but by that point of the game, I was just sat on two objectives, um, and battle tactics weren't really a problem. So yeah, I was just chilling. Of course not. They never are. Um, okay, good. Well, coming to the last game, they were a major problem. Yeah. Okay. So last game, I played uh, dragons and long strikes. The ex- almost the exact list that you had. I think a different host, maybe, or something like that. I don't know. There's subtle differences. Like he had Master Magic on the dude that was flying the dragon, mm-hmm. uh, but otherwise fairly similar. Uh, his was a, a two drop, a two drop or a one drop, uh, and. Uh, so obviously, I just I I just put my madcap down, a uh, little madcap shaman. Then got to see what he was going to do, and so he just deployed super defensively, like literally turn sideways on the back line. Five oh, really? dragons behind hmm. each, uh, like one in the center, two behind each objective, because we were playing power struggle. Yeah, the one where you burn the hmm. objectives, and then everything else was in the sky, and I was like, oh. This is either a really good little bait for me to deploy on the line, and then he just drops out the sky and just smashes me. Yeah. And then, oh, and those things are fast enough to get to you, even from the back line, 24. Yeah. Especially if you deploy aggressively. Or else he's just like waiting for the double turn. And so I, th- I just went for it, like, just thought, well, I'll, I'll, I'll take the take the bait and so I went on the line uh, he gave me the turn and then I just ran over there and punched those dragons right off the board nice good yeah just smashed uh, well I say that but like 10 brutes went over and obviously they were they were buffed up so they they'd overkilled the two dragons like it was just like very easily and then the, the more crusher got into the single one in the center, obviously just punked him. And then I had failed my get and beat on my two on my unit of three gore grunters that were charging the other unit of two. Um, but then pulled out a big roll, a big twelve inch roll to get them in. I think they needed an eleven, and I think that actually made the game. Uh, slightly better in his favor than if I'd failed that role because they were sat on his objective. So I was controlling all the objectives at the end of turn one. Uh, well, I would have been if I'd failed that charge, but instead they made the charge and then he just shot one out of the, just shot one down on the stand and shoot thing. Mm. <laughs> With Perfect. the stupid dragon, dragon beef. <laughs> yeah, he rolled a five and a six, so it was 2d6 mortal wounds. Oh. Kill the pig, and that meant that I didn't really cripple that unit so much, and they killed the pigs in in his, in my turn. Whereas if they had just sat there, they would have been zoning out that corner, mm. 
and that probably would have been a better play rather than even kill them, run the pigs up onto the objective and then zone out his movement. So that, because I'd zoned out the rest of the board effect, pretty much effectively, the only place he could drop was in that corner because he killed those pigs. So if he hadn't killed them, I would have pushed him right away from the, into the corner. So in his first turn, he actually came down and he was able to get to my more crusher in the center and kill it. Whereas I don't think he would have been able to do that as easily uh, with the pigs there. Uh, and there, But then, um, so now obviously a huge priority roll. I win the priority roll. I retake the center objective. The brutes that were in that far corner run across uh, and some more brutes run down the center, punk a couple of dragons that had killed off my more crusher. And now I control five out of the six, and it's turn two, so I've just burned all five objectives. So there's only one objective left on the board, the one that his long strikes are sat on. And I've I scored nine points for burning all of those. Um, uh, and so he has to sit on that one to control it to score eight, to be of to you know to try and get parity on the prime objectives, because now I've killed loads of dragons as well. I've gone up on the points with the prime hunters thing oh uh, true yeah so so he's so i'm sl- i'm i'm ahead even i could i can even give up a battle tactic and still win even if he win if he, uh, if he goes for the for the eight but he has to protect the eight so now he's not got many dragons left he's only got three uh, the hero and two dragons and the long strikes Sat on sat in that uh, sat in that corner one, and fortunately I've got my mega boss right in the other corner, so well out of range of his long strikes, and he's got a teleport spell. So immediately the dragons come off of the objective. I just teleport a big unit of hard boys onto the objective. And either duff up the long strikes or just burn the objective under his feet, and then he's definitely lost. So it means he's got to babysit the long strikes with the two dragons, <laughs> or lose the objective. Yeah, or lose the yeah. objective. So then we're just like, and then I, uh, in all the fighting, I've lost all my brutes and everything. So really, all I've got is one war chanter, this beginner of our boys, and my mega boss, and they're in the like on the other side of the board, staying out of range of the long strikes and any shenanigans the dragons can get up to. So, okay. That, <laughs> so with... We're just like running around trying to think of battle tactics we can do without engaging the enemy. <laughs> so, okay, so I guess here's my question. Yeah. Like following up on all that, dragons are the big scary at the moment. You know, like fuck dragons, all of that. There's Twitter photos yeah. of people giving dragons the finger at every uh, tournament they go to. Yeah. It sounds like you did awful, naughty things to the dragons that they could not recover from. Yeah, I, I mean, I got, I yeah, I used Hand of Gork, worked for me so well in this, mm. in that I was able to get rid of some dragons early on. And um, with uh, my Morkrush having fast done, I was, yeah, I, mm. obviously I just controlled the board early on. And uh, the game was one on that turn two priority. And mm. in fact, it was one on the turn. If I'd won turn three priority, I could have given him the initiative and then just burnt his objective because they're not prime objectives. And then I would have won by 
a landslide. Yeah, right. But instead, it was us just like sat in opposite corners. And he, because he had monsters there, he was able to do more battle tactics than I was. Mm, so I but failed. you'd scored up so high, or? Well, yeah, I'd scored up so high because I'd killed three units of dragons. So, mm. um, so yeah, I'm, I managed to do a couple like Savage Spearhead and, and things like that. But I did go battle tactic down. And then I thought... Uh, like he was really struggling the last turn to do a battle tactic. Uh, he would have, yeah. We we I sat down and looked. The only battle tactic that he had left him would be in, like kill one of my battle line, which was the Ard Boys. Hmm. So um, I managed to get the teleport off, and I had a chance. Uh, he had left a gap where I could drop the Hard Boys down. They could charge onto the back of the long strikes, hmm. kill the long strikes. And then take the objective because he only had two dragons on there. If I had enough um, Ard Boys left, and then burn the objective under his feet, so then I went mm. big. So I did that. Um, I failed to get the hero phase charge off. So I mean, I had to charge in the charge phase, and I was like, well, if I don't like charge, pleb. yeah, if I don't charge, then obviously they're going to die anyway in the next turn, and then he gets the battle line. And so he wins the game. So I was like, just charge them in. They get shot. I'll see how badly they're shot up. If they're not shot up too badly, then I I kill the long strikes and burn the objective. But if they're shot up badly enough that I'm never going to get the long strikes off of there, then I'll make sure I pile in to tag the dragons because they have a three-inch weapon reach. So they, they're going to have to duff me up. And then I'm just not going to, do I'm just gonna lose my unit in my turn, so he yeah, can't do, yeah. so he can't do broken ranks then because I don't have any battle line left. And yeah, because so they yeah. So your plan yeah. is to either kill him or get him to murder you or, in your or, turn. Yeah, or else yeah. die. And so, yeah. <laughs> and so yeah, it worked out that way. I failed the hero phase charge, so I had to give up my unit. It meant that. He couldn't do a battle tactic that last turn, so I brought it back to, like, he did four and I only did three. And uh, fortunately, my grand strategy also was either battle line or my uh, general alive in his territory. So they were both... That, he, that, that worked, and he, was, he obviously had Beastmaster. So it ended up a 23 to 22 point win to myself. So one point in it. It was mad. It was a super intense, weird game. Uh, but yeah, a proper, yeah, proper highlight game. No. Hell yeah. Uh, Rob's mic's muted. Oh, it was a, it was a, that sounds like a really fun game, right? Like, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was Ray Standage. Uh, yeah, one of the South Coast, uh, South Coast guys, or was it? Uh, no, he was uh, one of the... Um, one of the Bad Moon Loon guys from the South London Yeah, Bad Moon Loons. Yeah, yeah. He was yeah, playing lovely fella. South Stormcast, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a, a Bad Moon guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, real... Yeah, real good game. And you uh, guys won finished. the tournament, which is big news. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the lads carried us through as well. So, yeah, it was great. Yeah, oh, I'm glad. Uh, okay, good. Uh, we, like, Are you excited about going to team tournaments again or playing the Iron Jaws anymore? Or where are you at with it? Um, well, I think that Iron Jaws list is pretty good. I mean, I could could do a few modifications to it, maybe. 
make it slightly better for singles. But like I said, I quite like the idea of doing a big war. Uh, but then the gits are calling me, so I might just go back to them. <laughs> There's got to be some lists you haven't well, tried, I mean, right, Yeah, I mean, I mean, they're getting a new book, so I've got to get these other games out of the way. Yeah, with the, the old exactly. you get sucked back in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so I might, yeah, I might have to go back and just try and do some more games with the old book before the new book comes. Get my money's worth of that old book, you know. Well, that's what that's uh, brings us nicely into the the last section of the show. Uh, where I was going to talk about, um, uh, well, it's meant to be the main section of the show, but uh, we're two hours to, to get there. Um, uh, but that's okay, because really there isn't much to say. Um, uh, what I was going to talk about last week, we talked about on last week's show that we, we, we should talk about battle tactics, because it's kind of an interesting thing about battle tactics in the game as is, uh, from a design perspective. And obviously for like 80% of the people um, involved in any Sigma, none of this matters because, you know, you're not even going to remember what a battle tactic is, let alone it. Like for the one game you play a month, um, like it's and fine. And I'm pretty sure the majority of people are narrative and you don't use battle tactics in narrative, right? Yeah, exactly. So like yeah. it's all fine. Um, so like it isn't like a major issue. Um, uh, thank you to Chrissy Lane in the chat for saying I love James Powell. Uh, we all love James no. Powell. Uh, so thanks, Chrissy Lane. What's he doing here? Uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but I was going to talk about battle tactics because we talked about this last week, specifically because there's a bit of a disparity. But actually, that disparity doesn't really exist. I'm actually quite shocked. In my research uh, that I did in the Facebook groups, this is where I find things out now, Facebook groups. Uh, so don't worry for me. Um, so the books that we've got out at the minute, so I'll go through these, yeah, is Stormcast... Uruk Walker. Oh, maybe I'll set up the problem first, or not really the problem, but the thing that I thought I was interested in. Uh, some of the yeah. newer battle tomes have some pretty easy to achieve battle tactics. That's kind of the the thing that I wanted to set up. Mm. Some of the newer things they have some pretty easy to achieve battle tactics. So I thought, okay, let's talk about um, let's talk about that, and let's kind of like talk about how I feel like there's a bit of a us, not us and them, but like a haves and have not situation mm. where you end up with more battle tactics being easily achievable. Because on some of the battle plans, um, being able to just very easily achieve the battle tactics. Okay, I'll slow this down a little bit. When there's a finite amount of battle tactics to achieve, you can potentially shut down your opponent's ability to achieve battle tactics. Mm. But, like Nathan realized in the last turn of his previous game, my opponent only has one battle tactic left he can choose so I can stop him from even being able to achieve it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Because you know that there's a finite amount. But when in current Age of Sigmar and in the current rule sets, you have to also remember all of the battle tactics your opponents could potentially achieve in addition. So if you're like, because like some books, you've got only an additional one or two, or some of them you've got three or four. So knowing mm. that your, your opponent's got the ability to achieve this other stuff that you're going to have to remember is also a little bit difficult in the denying phase of, of a battle tactic, mm. if that makes sense. So I was yeah. like, okay, that's especially worse if you are an army without battle tactics from your book and your opponent is playing an army that does that. Um, so I'll kind of like, but in my research, that, that, that paradigm at least doesn't exist. Um, because new books, we've got Stormcast, Uruk Warclans, Ainethikin, Fireslayers, Daughters of Cain, and Nighthaunt. Yeah? yeah? So they've all obviously got battle tactics. And then mm. in White Dwarf updates, they've been really prodigious. If you haven't been keeping track, they've been pretty good. Sons of Behemoth, Seraphon, Beasts of Chaos, Osiart Bone Reapers, Corn, Cities of Sigmar, Carriage and Overlords, Slaves to Darkness, and Soulblight Gravelords. So 
huge amounts, right? Mm. Then um, uh, you go into the upcoming books that are coming out this year. We've got Skaven, Sylvaneth, Zinch, Luminous Realm Lords, Gits, Ogres, and Slaves to Darkness, yeah. which only leaves us with two. Flesh Eater Courts, uh, which we know we're getting a White Dwarf update soon. Right? Yeah. And yeah. the Legion of the First Prince, who no one gives a fuck about. Um, <laughs> right? So, yeah. uh, uh, like, the uh, the kind of, like, the the bit I was like, oh, there isn't really, there doesn't really exist, like, an us and them sort of situation. Like, that just doesn't exist. So I think that's interesting. Mm. But um, what I think is still maybe a point of conversation, I'm not really sure, uh, is mm. that, like, I quite like the idea of no uh, book battle tactics because I 100%. feel it gives you and your opponent more kind of like we know what the playing field is. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Um, 100%. Get rid so of like, them all. Get rid of them all but the eight? Eight? From the core rule book. See, I don't yeah. mind if they change per season. I don't mind if in the new GHB mm. we get eight more or eight different ones or whatever they might be oh, right and then yeah. they're just the, they're just the ones that we play for that season but now yeah, don't forget yeah. they're six month season so i'm comfortable with that and i think that would be really cool um but i think i don't necessarily love the idea and i don't know if i've really talked about this so i don't know what your thoughts are dan you got any thoughts on this yeah i, I like honestly i think i wouldn't mind it if every army had one like mm. uh, and like just one you have one army-specific battle tactic that you can choose. I don't like that... So I think it's like two-plus per army. Like, how many do Daughters of Cain have? Uh, Daughters of Cain, I think, have four. I'm just going to double-check for you now. So, so I, I mean, I know Cities of Sigma because I'm a Cities of Sigma player. They've got two. Uh, and they're, they're okay. They're doable. But I think the thing about having universal ones is they're all created equal. And yes, different armies have different access and different abilities to do it. If you don't have access to monsters, you're going to struggle. But it is the season of monsters, so that's super fine. And monsters fucking sucked for, like, the first few editions of Warhammer, so I'm okay with that. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think, like, Proposition Joe's saying Nurgle have six. I think they're, like, five or six or something. It's just... it. I don't mind that they all have them. I think its volume isn't cool in a competitive area. Like in a, if you're looking for a competitive game, it's hard when you've got some people that never have to take a common battle strategy ever. They just only take their book ones. Uh, I don't think people only take their book ones. I think like I think what they do is they use it to supplement it because in some yeah. games you'll end up running three units. Um, mm. uh, you know you'll try and kill a battle line. You kill try and kill the general or something. I think the issue lies. Um, I think the issue lies in the disparity. Like Tavi saying in the chat, if you look at the difference between the Daughters of Cain ones uh, versus Snesh ones, so I'll bring them up for you in a little moment uh, to talk about it. Um, but I personally think uh, the the disparity I... between. Go on, James. You, you have your say. I was just going to say, I have, because I know you're talking about an example. I feel I have a fairly all right example. Yeah, go for it, yeah. Uh, I played a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I don't think we've done a show since I missed one, we missed one. Yep. Whatever. Um, so I played a couple of weeks ago, and I played a KO player for the first time, I think, in the whole of Age of Sigmar 3. Okay, yeah. It's been a long time, and they've had a White Dwarf update. So I've been playing Stormcast loads, and I haven't yet done one battle tactic from the book because i can't stand the things mm. um not battle tactics themselves but book specific battle tactics. yeah the book specific stormcast battle tactics what is it you bothered. don't like about it 
I just think they're. I just think they're dumb. Like none of them seem to have like a a level. And I also think like there's no way. Like I don't play enough anymore to learn. I don't even know how many armies we have anymore. Thirteen armies worth of battle tactics. Like I can barely remember the eight I started with, let alone the six more. And then the Stormcast one's weird. I think because you kind of halve some of them because some of if you land from the sky and some aren't and some require you to take specific units in your army and some don't so i've just never bothered never read them after i bought the book i've never used them okay um but after i played i played a ko player and he had a bit of a rough ride and i had a bit of a nice ride um but i think on turn two he took first turn i double turned and on turn two like annihilated his ironclad and i mean like it it just exploded um but what i hadn't realized was because i i don't know the ko update that two of his battle tactics are like auto achieve from that boat being there well afterwards he was like oh that's really bad for me because one is boots on the ground pick three friendly units garrisoned in sky vessels you can play if they get out Within enemy territory. But obviously, he flies high, he lands, they get out. Like, there's no way of stopping that unless I have enough models to cover an entire board. Mm. And then, obviously, the other one, which I think is hilarious, is um, mobilize the fleet. So you can't pick it in the first battle round, but then after you can. And you complete this battle tactic at the end of your turn if uh, all of those pick three units and they get in a... And a boat. So I was like, oh, so in theory, in two turns, you're like, right, I fly up, I land, your territory, three sets of lads get out, or more, if you've got more in the boat. They all get out, battle Mm. tactic. And then the next turn, you're like, cool, all the lads get in the boat, boat flies, battle tactic. Um, And I think then my issue was that I went back to the Stormcast ones, and I was like, okay, what were these? And I'm like, okay, so the first one is like, you complete this battle tactic, if all of the objectives wholly within your opponent's territory are contested by friendly cities of Sigmar units at the end of a turn, I was like, so I've got to have cities of Sigmar units in my army Ooh. that I've put in a list that I get to an enemy side of the board. And, and you've got to have enough objective. of them to contest all yeah. of your opponents. So objectives. I was like, so on, so on the one where like there's four objectives or whatever on the enemy side, three now, isn't it? Three objectives on the enemy side. I've got to have three units of Cities of Sigma's units that can also get across the board and don't die. So probably need four. It's like pointless. And I think that's the thing. Like, like there's like kill a hero with a melee weapon from a redeemer unit. Also garbage. Like pick a hero one hero in your opponent's starting army that's on the battlefield that's got a wound characteristic of 10 or more and has no wounds allocated to it. You complete this act to give that hero a slayed this turn. I'm like, they are achievable, mm. but they're all like quite complex. Mm. And then there's like two that just require me to take bloody dragons. It's that one that it's like battle tactic. Uh, look at your army list. Are there two dragons? Yeah. In battle tactic. Have you bought um, the has... new models? One victory point. Did you buy three unit... of the new models? Three victory points. Yeah. Pick a unit in your opponent's starting army that is on the battlefield and has a bravery of 10 or more. You complete this tactic of any models in that unit flee this turn i'm like they're just 
they just use a, a command point and prevent it. Yeah, because yeah. you pick it at the start, right? Then they stop you. Yeah. 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 So they're not um, going to well, use their command points, and I can't and kill I... the unit because then. And I think like as I went back, damage it, not wipe it out. Yeah. 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 Also, damage it. You would not much prefer to kill it. Yeah. But make sure they have no command points. And so I went through them, and I was like, some of them are achievable. The first three are probably more achievable than the later three. Oh no, two of them are more achievable than the other four. Mm. I'm like, and okay, the KO get less because they're only getting three but i'm like but if i take a boat in a list and i don't know ko as well anymore but they're pretty much always taking a boat i would imagine they will always take an ironclad yeah they can literally guarantee like in the first two turns the first one i land as far away from my opponent as possible land some lads out the boat Hmm. if i play for a double turn and i've gone second i get back in the boat land back in my side done Yeah, and I well, think like that's that's my issue with them. Whereas if I'm like we run three units together, we're both doing it. Yeah, I just yeah. think I just think remove the book ones. I can't stand them. Yeah, I I agree. Like I'd like to start off with, and this is really important that I love the inclusion of battle tactics in AOS three. Like I really mm. like that from from a couple of different perspectives. Number one, from like a kind of like commentary coverage perspective, I think it makes each turn more thrilling and interesting and exciting. Uh, From a strategic point of view, I think it makes uh, planning your turns ahead and being more conscious and prescient of how the game might go, I think is also excellent. And I think adds to skill expression, which I think is really good in a game when you play in tournaments. Yeah, I think that that's really good. Also from kind of like a like a like kind of just a more um, easy cookie cutter. You're just having beers with your mates. Just being like, bring it down. I'm going to go kill the monster. That's just a cool like when I was describing it for AOS Worlds, I would described it as a quest. I was like, it's just a wicked quest, which is very fantasy. Yeah. You know, I've got a quest this turn. I've chosen this heroic mission, and off I go to do heroic things. I think that that's really fun. I'd love that. I, but then, but this is where I come to kind of... So, as a system, I think it's great, yeah? Where I come to, uh, I think, the disparity is kind of two ways. And actually, and actually there's, there's some really interesting stuff in there as well. I think that the game, in a tournament perspective, would be a lot more interesting if you're all operating under a very taut set of like, we can only achieve X. Because with that in mind, you'd be really conscious of like, oh, actually, like he's only got those three units stood together. There's none others. If I just Mm. shoot off that one character, he's not got got run three. Yeah, so Mm. I'm like, like, there might be some interesting plays that people aren't even making um, or doing because you're shutting it down. Whereas if he's like, well, it doesn't matter about run three because he's also got like the fucking be a Nurgle guy on the board, yeah. yeah, or like you know what I mean, like something that's really easy, um, that like you don't need expanding upon. So I personally think that the the ones from the books, my opinion, the ones from the books aren't actually very good for anything other than mm. to be fair and balanced. Tm, yeah, that. You actually, James, you're talking about your Stormcast, like like your list where you've got to take your Cities of Sigmar armies. Yep. If you're just like, if you are like, like, listen, I just want to go to tournaments and do fun. You've got like a huge challenge. You've got to be like, I'm going to do this thing. And you're like, what is it? Like, I'm going to run these Cities of Like, why the fuck have you got pistoliers in your army? What are you doing? And you're like, I've got a fucking Unagi. And when you do that battle tactic, because you've turned up with, like, your own personal quest, right? You've used those battle tactics to build your list, to do something really exciting and fun. I can actually super get behind that. I think that that's actually really 
uh, that gives someone a vehicle to enjoy themselves. And really, that's what games are there to do, right? Make us go and enjoy ourselves. Um, so I can see that being really fun. But I think there's very few people who that applies to, if anyone. I might be talking about someone who does not exist, which is very likely. Yeah. I, I, I think, like, in my head also... I just think, like, if you want to go to an event and have a great time and play a silly, like, meta game of your own, great. Great, right? We're, like, we're but, all but we're it, pro it, that. Doesn't, to do that. It, yeah, it doesn't need to be. Like, I could be like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to go to an event with Empire Handgunners and I'm going to play a game where I only kill heroes with Empire Handgunners. Okay, yeah. And, and that could be great. But, it, like, it doesn't need to be a battle tactic. Just give us the same eight. Because also, the person that's probably going with like their own fun side quest probably hasn't re- read every battle tactic of every book mm. in my head they're not the same person yeah. and i think that's the issue right like they're gonna probably like i most games i play in recent times most people each turn are like oh what battle tactics are left oh and what do they do i'm like and yet we keep adding more yeah. <laughs> like just give us eight and, and, and yeah I, I agree wholeheartedly like i don't think they should stay the same forever i don't want them the new mystical terrain where like they add another eight and then decide actually we've sold some i'll make like ben sold some dice we'll take them back out again like i don't want that change them every season change them every six months but just give everyone the same eight ones uh yeah, yeah. okay uh, nathan what are your thoughts on this at the minute yeah, I mean, it's obviously you're just adding an extra layer, so there's going to be more chance of a fuck up with disparity, which is blatantly obvious when you look at them. Like the Stormcast ones are, like James says, nearly impossible to achieve. That, like that Stormcast player was looking through his book that last turn trying to find a battle tactic, and he was just like, "No, this is that's no good." And then there's me. I've obviously played because i'm thinking about those battle tactics and then not i don't not know the stormcast yeah, yeah not suddenly thinking oh shit there might be one in there that you know that that can just bugger up the whole plan so mm. yeah I, obviously for a tournament player i would like to see it just being the ones in the in the core rules but there you go so, so Jamie's asking, are they uh, are they an issue? They're, they're not an issue. I don't think any of this is an issue. Uh, no. And and as I said at the start, like I think it's just all about what makes maybe games more interesting, more fun, and more rules are more mm. interesting, more fun. I don't necessarily agree with that personally. Yeah. Mm. Um, uh, but uh, I do think it's a it's a fun conversation because it's not going to go away. And actually, by the end of the year. Uh, based on based on my research, uh, <laughs> by the end of the year, there won't be a single book that doesn't have some battle tactics or yeah. something, whether it be via white dwarf updates or anything else. And that puts us in like a, like that puts us in a really good space because that'll be only a year and a half into the game system. And I still think that it's on a three year cycle, but someone today suggested it was on a four year cycle, but I haven't seen any evidence to prove that. So until I, so until I see that, which is good. So you end up with this place. I, but my point is, I guess probably my point is, is actually I love battle tactics and mm. I would really like to see them instead of just like sitting on the laurels of the book battle tactics, which are a bit hit and miss. Some armies have good ones. Some armies mm. have terrible ones. Uh, like, and you definitely don't want, imagine your army plays great, but your battle tactics just suck. Right. 
Like mm. your literal, you, the way you score is just written badly. Feels a bit mm. wank. Versus, I would really, really like to see them put loads of thought into like six to eight amazing ones every GHB that like a universal make, that yeah. are universal and like all of your time and effort and your resources because we know it's only like two or three guys who do all of the Age of Sigmar rules mm. so Games Workshop don't staff these people or resource these people really well so it's kind of my plea to be like just make them really interesting and fun make those engaging for us as a group mm. every year and that's I, I don't think anyone would bemoan the loss of the battle tactics from their book like, oh no my battle tactics page is gone like I'm not getting the value that I thought I was you've still got all the path to glory to read bro like don't worry yeah you're gonna have the best time um, so I guess that's kind of where I'm at with it because I thought about talking about it last week we ended up here and I think actually everything's fine but I think I would even maybe like to see tournaments where they're just out and out banned because yeah. just to, to take pressure off a player to be like guess what Battle tactics are from your books are banned or White Dwarf updates or whatever. It's just the core eight battle tactics, off you go. And I think yeah, that I would think be... You write what? it really easy, right? You're like, yeah. battle tactics allowed, core eight, general's handbook, whatever year, yeah. done. I mean, if Vince is still in the chat, I would also love to see all the universal special artifacts and command traits gone as well. Master of Magic, Arcane Tome. I wouldn't mind seeing that gone per our discussion two years ago. Um, uh, because then you... Okay, sorry, finish. finish. No, you go, finish. you go. Oh, well, I, just, I saw someone di- discussing Master of Magic and Master of Priest, whatever the f- that's called. High Priest. Uh, <laughs> High priest. Master of Priest, yeah, that one. Master of <laughs> Priest is now what it's called. Yeah. And I'm still, do you know, like, there's moments in your life I'm, you're proud of. Like, I've never watched Titanic. It's a moment <laughs> I'll hold on to well. <laughs> what? Yep. What? Never watched Titanic. Not letting go. What? And I've also never used Master of Magic or Rerolly Wizard, whatever that one's called. That's Master of Magic, baby. Yep, that one. You're talking oh, about Arcane Tome. One. Neither. Never used either. No, okay. the Priest one or the Wizard reroll. Oh, never yeah, used yeah. them. And I just think, like, I saw people messaging about it earlier on Twitter, and think I commented, but I just think my biggest thing is however long ago we started Age of Sigmar 3, yeah. I remember being sat here when we discussed it yeah. a year ago. And one of the big debates that the community was having, because it was coming, I think, from Games Workshop, was that what they were trying to do was speed up the game, yeah, lower the amount of rerolls, yeah. and make it like more engaging between two people. Yeah. Which yeah. I would think everyone that plays would think was a good idea. Personally. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. But personally, like yeah. I would think most people, that's what, a better all of thing that for. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I think then it was like, oh, actually, here's here's some rerolls on people that generally go off on a two up, yeah. and have a bad yeah. result if they roll a one or double one. But now yeah. you can reroll it, so actually there isn't really a risk because you just reroll. Yeah. Terrible. Like yeah, awful game but design. Have you ever seen anyone lose their fucking mind when they roll that one into a one? Yeah, because <laughs> like. But they shouldn't even have the ability to re-roll. No, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Nothing should. Nothing. Nothing should be that reliable in game. <coughs> I, agree. Um, I agree with you. And, I, and I, then I think then the battle tactic thing for me, like having the wider ones, um, again just slows down the game. Like I'm playing this KO guy, I kill his boat, and he's like, oh, now you've stopped 
like my two easiest battle tactics and i'm like well what have i stopped and he's like oh i have one where like it's this and i get three and i'm like well we've just stopped for like five minutes for you to explain two battle tactics and i don't care like you could have just told me you were doing them and i wouldn't have known i didn't kill the boat for like a reason mm. other than it was a big boat um and yeah. i think like if you play <laughs> you someone that continually does theirs they're continually explaining them and then re-rolls seem to have crept back in and and you know people discuss chess clocks for a lot of time and it's like we started this we started age of sigma three a year ago and the whole debate was it's a faster more engaging more fluid game and we're at a point where people like need chess clocks people are slow yeah. <laughs> no, that's not what that's not what why they're saying it. I they're, know, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, that, just, but that's just, super important. That's not why they're yeah. saying it. Yeah. Okay. But, the chess cock yeah. debate. I, I think it's unfair. I think both sides should have equal amount of time to put their points. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great gag. I it's, love that. Actually, we're gonna go to. Well, I think we should use te- chess clocks for the debate about chess clocks. Just like it's a traditional like like high school university debate. It's like, yes, Madam Speaker, I'd like to talk to the point of chess clocks. And someone's like, <laughs> objection. And like, just really fucking settle into it. Just, yeah. just before I get Twitter attacked, I'd just like to say, Twitter, yeah. chess clocks, either way, don't give a shit. Yeah, I'm with Dave. <laughs> Do not talk to me about your book battle tactics I'm deploying. Listen, it's not the clusterfuck the 40k is when it comes to grand strats and secondaries and a bunch of other stuff. Um, but they are stripping down a load of those elements in, in the latest version of 40k. And it would be good to, like, I personally think gaming inside taught rules is good. Maybe if you play 100 games of Age of Sigmar a year, you're like, oh, this is a bit tired. Um, but, like, that's when you for playing 100 games of Age of Sigmar in a year. You know, like, I think there's a, oh, there's, yeah. a general, there's a general consensus on who they're pitching it to. And I personally think less rules in some ways are better for the the player base i think i think less but effective rules would be good as opposed to more i would just rubbish rules i would just say that like for me core game rules about how you play the game how you win the game regardless of whether you're talking competitive or casual right like it doesn't really matter that shouldn't change from player to player mm. right like that that how how i win a game of warhammer should be the same how my army does it can be different or what the tools i have to achieve that but when you start to be like oh well he wins the game by having dragons he wins the game by having a boat um like the city one of the cities of sigmar ones is you're already gonna have a boat if you're playing ko that's the thing right you're being rewarded for what you're already there for like that's the odd bit and and a very key element of your army like one of the cities of sigmar ones now think about the range in a cities of sigmar army right like arguably one of the biggest ranges in a battle tome uh, is have a unit of flagellants that weren't within six inches of an objective that's not in your territory within six inches of an objective that's not in your territory. Now, I, I get it, right? Like, it's not actually that hard to achieve. However, you then have to take that unit to achieve it instead, like, and you're entirely taking a unit that doesn't do anything inside of the book. So you're taking them for that purpose I just, I'm like, I don't, I don't see the point of it. If it was like, have a unit within six inches of an enemy, like there's just, you look at the ones that are in the book and you look at the ones that are in individual books and they're just not right. Uh, In my money for when you're playing a game, it's a lot more fun when I know what your opponent's trying to do and I try to counter that while achieving my own. That's a lot more interesting because that's how, the battle, like, think about, imagine if it was your bat, 
your your war scroll, your battle plan. Sorry, battle plan. Yeah. And you sat there, and then your opponent's like, "Oh yeah, so for veins of Gur in my book, I actually get victory points for not scoring them." You'd be like, "But." this is the core way that we win and lose the game. And they're like, yeah, but I get to play my own version of it. Like you wouldn't have as much fun. And that's why like the way you win games should not be uh, like book dependent unless they were all created equal, which is impossible to do. Yes. Impossible to do. Yeah. Um, So, okay, good. I think we've covered that unless anyone's got any points. I think there's much more to add, Um, but you know, I think we could be in a situation in the future between like uh, where you could have a tournament where you just ban them like out and out, just be like that. None of these in play. And I actually think the players would end up happier personally. I think if you can take pressure off players, they'll just be like, do you know what? Actually, that's all right. I don't mind that. That's fine. Um, I would do the same with grand strats, but that's a kind of side note. Um, so anyway, yeah. Any final thoughts, James, Nathan, Dan? Uh, I, I I guess I've had my run, but okay. yeah, like just get rid of them. Get rid of them. Have a nice time playing Warhammer. Uh, I mean, it was uh, like I said, our fire slow list was based around the magma drops, and I think one of the reasons why that army is so good is that the fire slayer battle tactics are so easy for them to do. So, so uh, yeah. That's yeah. That people are starting to build lists directly to play because they know they've got a set of battle tactics that are really easy for them to do. It's also so, it's, it's also a weird balancing mechanic as well. Like mm-hmm. like oh, fire slayers yeah. doing well. Why? Because they've got really easy to achieve battle tactics, and you're like oh, like are they doing well? Like I'm very com- like I'm, like are they doing well? Like I'm very confused. Well, they're battle tacticsing very well yeah yeah, yeah yeah i mean you, <laughs> you already game. had some disparity in the fact that a lot of battle tactics give you bonuses for doing it with monsters which again is fine because we're in the season of monsters but then when you have that disparity layered into books as well like you've got fire slayers who have access to cheap monsters that then get more like battle tactics you're like Jesus, like, this is just really, really easy for them. And your opponent's like, so I need to know the Fire Slayer's book and I need to know your five or six battle tactics if I want to think about denying them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, good chat. Good chat. Thanks, guys. Like, I don't necessarily think that they uh, there's much to that. I think it's a bit of a non-conversation um, as mm. much as I enjoyed having it because I think tos will just like pretty much every tier of the world is going to let them carry on forever so you can see all sorts of people thumbing through like like being like oh hold on i have a white dwarf update and then get their phone out and showing them a, a photo of a white dwarf that they never bought uh which is just um, hilarious to me um <laughs> but i i personally oh man why in... are these pages stuck together is yeah that <laughs> what <out>? the hell <laughs> yeah. uh but i personally think uh, i think i would just like just get rid of them uh, and uh, like and i might do in my future events and maybe that makes it new player more friendly i don't know maybe it makes it torter for players who are playing already maybe it stops me seeing three uh rune sons on magma droth and maybe i'm fine with that because if the only reason that you're taking three rune sons on magma droth is because there's a good battle tactic it really makes me feel like you don't respect the rune son on magma droth enough it feels like what you're saying is you're just a battle tactic caddy you silly little bitch. And that feels like weird to say of a rune son. Because you want that rune son to have self-confidence to one day become a rune father. 
and we can't do that if we uh, because at the moment he's still just asking for his rune daddy's approval (laughs) can i do my battle tactic now daddy um and that's just (laughs) (laughs) from the back of a giant monster i was like he's like no daddy hasn't said that we could we're only here to achieve daddy's goals interestingly guy who's over in uh in israel said um that uh those tactics are uh the battle tactics are banned at his tournament always interesting that different different metas have different uh, different rules, right? Uh, but his mm. TO, who banned the battle tactics, also wanted to keep original board sizes. So, um, not really, not really certain where that's at. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, lovely, lovely chatting to everyone. Nathan, you got any shout-outs? Your team from the weekend, maybe, or something? Uh, shout out all my opponents. So I had uh, a great time pushing war dollies around. Okay. And take taking loads of enemy ones off the table and then all of mine when they met ghosts. Lovely, lovely. Uh, James? Uh, no, not this week. Not even the game designers you love or anything. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I shared um, them out earlier. He's been singing uh, their praises that it's like, do you want to shout them out? Nope. Nope, they had enough. They had their turn. Okay. Uh, and Dan, you? Uh, I'm just going to shout out Skaven because uh, they're all beard from like trunk to skunk, just all beard and I kind of like that. Perfect. I'm going to shout out Second Darren, whoever the fuck Second Darren is. Um, <laughs> but he sounds he sounds great. Second Darren, uh, whoever he is. Fantastic. Is that Earth 2 Darren? Yeah, he's, he's Darren in Earth 2. Um, <laughs> uh, but thanks for tuning in. I'm live again tomorrow with the 40k adjacent, uh, boys, if you're watching live now. Uh, live on Wednesday with some Slapchop masterclasses. Uh, we'll be looking at... <laughs> Why are you laughing? <laughs> uh, I've just seen yeah somebody else that shout out second Darren. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, shout out, do you know what? Shout out Bobbin and the Macari project, which I might look at on Thursday. Uh, so do tune in all week. Friday we'll be doing a list tech uh, show again, um, uh, which we did on flies the other day. Nathan, roughly quickly before we go, James, Dan, Nathan, before we go, in order to kill four Puskal Blight Lords with attacks with no rend, how many wound dice do I need to give you? Yeah. Four Pusco Blight Lords. Four Pusco Lords. That's 32 wounds with a four up, five up. 300. Oh, wow. That is sounds like a lot. Nathan. 132. Oh, I'm okay. No, James, that's good. Yeah, good. Nathan. All right, sorry. Uh, 30, 30 how many wounds? Exactly. You've nailed it. That's right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's 96 unrendered uh, wound dice after you've rolled it into wound. If they do all out defense, it's 148. Uh, which is pretty good. Uh, so do that anyway. Right, thanks for listening. If you're listening to the podcast, no if you're listening to the YouTube video, please do like and subscribe. And if you watch this back on Twitch, obviously you've got the big balls that we need to carry on this cult, as it's been described. <laughs> See you guys soon.